Ladies and gentlemen, you tuned into an all-new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast. You done heard the music drop, Rap Lab, Rap Lab. It's your boy, the motherfucking Candyman, A-L-F-R-E to the D. Y'all know who it is. It's T-O. It's the Dilio. And it's your boy. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. no. <laughs> no. No, no. Don't bring him in it. <laughs> what, what's going on here? Oh, what's no. up with you niggers today? Yeah, I came uh. in here because I found out that y'all was recording. And I decided to just come through and see what y'all niggers was talking about. Mm-hmm. And if I had my name one, no, listen, I'm talking to you, Taharka Owen. Yeah, I know who you are and I know where you live. Let me tell you <laughs> something, boy. Don't you ever mention my name again. You understand? Yes, now, a, sir. Now, now, good, good. Just like Redman told MC Hammer. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know about that. Now, I'm going to leave. And I'm going to let the other guy get in here. Go on, get in here, man. You could told my whole go. name? That's wrong. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's your name. Now, I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to let the... What, what's your name again, boy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let QG get in here and I'm going to go about my business. Y'all go ahead. Thank you, Lucas. Uh, I appreciate you coming through, man. Yeah, uh, and it's you, your boy, Uncle. QG. Thank you, La- Uncle. La- ladies and gentlemen, Uncle Ruckus makes another appearance on the Rap Lab podcast. Um. Before we uh, proceed with uh, today's episode, I just want to have a moment of silence for Malik B. of the Roots, who passed away this week. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's a sad, sad time for uh, hip hop. Of course, the Roots—they—they're not really so much into the music anymore. They—they they do uh, the live band for the Jimmy Fallon late night show, but uh, Malik B. Um, obviously wasn't a part of that, but he was part of the group early on. And I know that uh, Questlove and and the rest of them are thinking about him, so. Yeah, we just want to say R.I.P. Malik B. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we yes, continue, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I know, I know, we really don't get political on this show, but uh, please arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Please and thank you. Thank you. Lock them up and throw away the key. Yep. 
And uh, with that, rotten who? And with that said, now it's time to get into today's topic. We going with the hip hop starter kit 101. What we mean by the hip hop starter kit 101? We gonna talk to y'all today as if y'all don't know hip hop, and as if we gonna be the ones to introduce y'all to hip hop, and we gonna tell y'all what albums and what artists we think y'all should listen to. So, uh, but before we do that. Just so y'all can get an idea of, of where our heads are, we're going to go around the room because, you know, we like going around the room on this show. Uh, let's set the scenario. So, you just waking up. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. Say what? Say what? So, what's, what's the scenario? Shout out right, to Tribe. You got to add that in there when you say... when you, Wait, did you say scenario? It's scenario. <laughs> I said scenario. No, you said scenario. You got to come on son, for that. Listen, rah, rah, like a dungeon dragon, all right? Anyway, um, so you just woke up first thing in the morning. You know, you didn't, you're about to eat your breakfast. You didn't took a shower, brush your teeth, all that good stuff. Oh, no. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yes. Oh, come on, Al. Yes, for you, we had to say eat your breakfast. You got to listen to your homie Strick. Your homie Strick said finish your breakfast. So do what Jay Z's homie and your homie told you. Yes. I don't know those fools. Yes, you do. Now, but you, but but you know Big L and and ODB and and and. uh, I've actually seen Jay Z though, and it's not the Hard Knock Life video, but that's another story, guys. Oh, this Hard Knock Life video with the blue jersey. <sighs> yep, T.O. is wearing the blue jersey in the Hard Knock Life video. T.O. know all these rappers, man. But anyway. I've seen so, them. So you're about to sit down and eat breakfast, and you feel like listening to something. So we're going to call it the go-tos. So, you know, first thing first thing you're about to listen to in the day. Yo, Mac, what's your go-to, bro? The Chronic. Woo, why why the Chronic of all of all things? Let me tell you something. I know we are, we are we East Coast people up in here, but we got to show West Coast some love, too. Because The Chronic... Is an album that when you when you look at someone like Dr. Dre, first of all, Dr. Dre, we all know first things first, he's a producer, one of the most legendary producers, if not the best, out there in the world. So when you have someone like Dr. Dre producing and as well rapping, because you know he, he doesn't rap his rhymes, which is okay, you know, not much producers rap their uh, write their rhymes, and you look at certain songs like. Let Me Ride, one of my favorite songs off the album. Then you got um, Little what? Little Drummer Boy? Oh, uh, you're talking about Little Ghetto Boy. Yeah, I'm sorry, Little Ghetto Boy and Lyrical Gang Bang. That album now, is... I'm about, to say, I'm about to say, Mac, this ain't Christmas. Little, but wait, <laughs> but wait. My, 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 my question is, in Little Ghetto Boy, yo, where did, where did Jamaican lady come from? That's a good question. <laughs> Yo, I'm not even trying to sound no type of way right now, but every time I hear that song and I hear her in the beginning, I don't know why, but when I hear her voice wait, and her wait, accent, wait, 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 exactly, exact, wait, exactly. What are you guys talking about? You, are you guys wait in Little Ghetto Boy, the Jamaican lady? No, no, not Little Ghetto Boy. Sorry, in Let Me Ride. Let Sorry, me ride. Ride. yeah, Let Me Ride. Right, right. So every time I baby, every time I hear her voice and that accent and what she's saying. I don't know why, but in my mind, I picture Scotch Bonnet pepper sauce. Listen, Scotch Bonnet pepper sauce is hot. So, yeah, you know, like Jamaican pepper is hot. <laughs> what happened to, what happened to baby? But, um, long time you not chat me. Well, as I'm continuing, and of course, you, you can't forget about other singles that we have besides, you know, Fuck With Dre Day, but we know what that was about. Yeah, and, uh, 
but everybody knows. You gotta go with nothing but a G thing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. And Yo, that music video is one of the greatest music videos of all time. Yo, check for the Rap Lab uh, IG page. I'm gonna post it uncensored. Y'all know what I'm talking about when they was playing volleyball. And and then when you when you actually look at or hear the album, it's like mixing a bit of gangster rap with a bit of G funk. So if you guys are a fan of that, I will say wake up to that specific album. It is one of the most influential albums in hip hop history, and rightfully so because it deserves its due. No matter what, I will Absolutely. definitely go with the Chronic. Chronic. But, uh, me personally, I will probably pick the Chronic first. But, Great you know, choice. The Chronic is not Dr. Dre, The Chronic. It's Dr. Dre and Friends presents The Chronic, in my in my opinion. Uh, you could say that. I mean, and, and especially when Snoop. Snoop was everywhere. Because Dre was most about breaking in new artists and finding yeah. fresh talent. You know, he, he, he'll he tell you himself he's not he's not a rapper. But, you know, what he did was what I like yeah. to call give out pairs of shoes. You know what I mean? Like, there would be no, no Snoop Dogg. There would be no dog pound. There, you know, be no lady there of would rage. be a lot of stuff going on. Right. So, you know, you needed Dre to give these young, hungry artists direction and give them opportunities to rap and be put in the game. So that's what the chronic was all about. All right, QG, what's your go to? You first thing you listen to in the morning, most if you oh. had to pick one. Oh man, like I mean, there's so many albums that I could go through, but just to keep it on the East Coast. And keep it queens. Every time I hear this song, it always gets me going in the morning, and it plays oh, I, right after. Right after. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, Max, since you know me, I mean, you want to take. It I have a I bad feeling. Don't no, call it. Don't call it. No, not that one. Not that one. Not that one. No, okay. that's when I'm want... working out. That's when I'm working out. When I'm working out and I'm training, that's when I got that on. But oh, okay. to get me hype and get me going in the morning. G unit. Boom. We in here. Boom. We gonna get the drama pop, but we don't care. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Listen, that is the way you start off an album, and that's the way you start off a song. Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent is my go-to album every time I get up because it's it sets the scene, man. It gets me hyped. Like as soon as you get up in the morning, you get yourself fresh, you put on that song, and it it just gets you going, you know what I'm saying? And then you can follow along. You you got high all the time. You got heat. You got in the club. You got patiently waiting. You got don't push me. You got wankster. You got back many, down. Many, like, many, I, many, I, oh, God. Many men. Me. You know what I mean? And, and, and not only that, it, it wasn't just the production and how the album was structured. It's the stuff 50 was saying on the album. One of my favorite lines ever. And for anybody out there, if you feel that you can't accomplish anything or that, or you can't do anything that you never set your mind to, always put this line in your mind. If David could go against Goliath with a stone, I could go at Nas and Jigger, both for the throne. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of confidence and a lot of no fear to even say something like that. Because we got to look at it like this. This is after the battle between Nas and Jay-Z. So... These guys are reigning king as it is. Here you have somebody coming up from the underground saying, yo, if David could go against Goliath with a rock, I could go at Nas and Jay-Z and cement myself as king. Because I know those guys are kings, but I could go at them and 
establish myself because I believe I can do that. So that album right there is my go-to album. Mm. Okay. Uh, you know, Get Rich or Die Trying is a certified classic, but uh, for me, um, for me, I, I and, and, I, and I said this before on previous episodes, but I got to go with the album that uh, uses what I like to call the thriller technique. You know, not a long track list. Most of the songs is bangers. I'm talking about Illmatic. Because you know what mm, it is? Illmatic. So. If rightfully I'm waking so. up, if I'm waking up in the morning, right, and you know, I haven't even had time to put get myself together, get my thoughts together yet. I don't want something hardcore. I want something with some soft melodic jazz type beats. You know, like Memory Park sitting in the lane, perfect for for early morning listening. You know what I mean? Life's a bitch, perfect for early morning listening. One Love. Perfect for early morning listening. It's like not too hardcore, you know what I mean? That's true. Oh yeah. You know what? You know what it is? And and people call Elmatic the perfect album for the reason. Because it has everything that you look for. It has storytelling, it has lyrical capabilities, it has amazing production. And the way Nas delivers on that album, like let me ask you gentlemen a question. Prior to that album. Have you ever heard anybody rap with that type of delivery and vocabulary? Not really, no. It was different. It was unique. It was something special. And, you know, to hear the way Nas paints pictures and tells a story on Illmatic, you can't go wrong. Like, you look at the way the track listing starts. The Genesis. Then it gets to Life's a Bitch. And then it gets to the third track and the fourth track and the fifth track. And it just goes down the line of all these different topics and all these different things that are going on in his mind. Like, how old was Nas? What was he, 19, 20, 21 like at 19, the time? Possibly yeah. 19. He's a young man. So this is what a young man goes through in the inner city. And he's telling you all this stuff. So that's a very powerful album. For anybody out there that wants to know anything about Queensbridge and about East Coast and the streets of New York, Popping Illmatic, you will not be disappointed. I remember reading a comment of uh, somebody said that they tried to listen to Illmatic and they were having headaches. They were having headaches. Well, I, I know. Shout outs, shout outs to to, to the homeboy that uh, that I used to work with said that he tried he listened to Illmatic and it was boring. He said it was boring. Yep. Well, he wasn't listening to Illmatic. He was listening to something else. He must have been listening to. He must have been listening to Rick Ross and mm-hmm. Oh no, no, yeah, yo, chill, 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 yeah, yeah. Let, yo, no, 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 Mac, 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 Mac. He wasn't listening to Rick Ross. He was listening to Purple Haze. <laughs> the Cameron album. Yeah, yeah, the Cameron album. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that album. Yeah, it should have turned blue. Boring, boring. Yeah, it was Ching black Ch- and blue. He said, "Ching Chong Magahaya, Chow Ming, Pow Pow." Yeah, Garbage. my name is Yao Ming. Garbage. That is one of the worst lines I ever heard in my life. <laughs> it is so easy to do something like that. I got that can cam. I make it go blam blam, and I got the fruit loops, the two can sam. So easy. What's wrong with that? That's a hot line. That's not a hot line at all, man. That that ain't even lukewarm, man. Cameron Cam, Cam, Cameron and Dipset they brought Harlem back. No, they did not. No, nope. yes, they nope. did. They, nope. They sent Harlem way down. That's not the real Harlem. 
walking around in pink and all the other nonsense. That's not Harlem. Big L is Harlem. That's Harlem. Yo, yo, why, 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 why you? Why you, you heard uh, that beeping? You heard that beeping? <laughs> that was for you. You done lost your mind. <laughs> that, you technical difficulties, folks. I leaned too close to the mic, but nah, man. They brought Harlem back. Stop it. No, no. They sent Harlem way, way down. I'm not going to tell them nobody from Harlem. That's I Hey, mean, man, let's listen. Stay, I, yo, listen, man. Paid in Full was a great movie. You, you ain't getting uh, Nigga, turn around. <laughs> yo, let me, get a, let me get an extra water, B. <laughs> You but, got 14 uh, keys in that bag right there. <laughs> but uh, nah, but nah, that, that, that album Dip- Diplomatic Immunity brought Harlem back, man. You talking about talking about? I really mean it. Huh? I I mean it too. Shut it off. <laughs> Dipset Dip Anthem is a classic to this day. That's not a classic. You know what's a classic? What? Lay's potato chips. <laughs> What do you mean? Wait, I don't understand. So, wait, why, why do you hate because on? The ba- because the bag says classic. Exactly. No, I get, no, I get that, obviously, but like, why you hate on Cameron? Them rhymes and... are garbage. Because Bro. the rhymes are garbage. Wait, 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 wait. Garbage. We are not going to stay in all this. Go- Come home yeah. with me. Come home with me is a classic nobody, album. Nobody, nobody wants to go home with you. You just stay home. <laughs> so you, you didn't like, oh boy. Yeah, I was saying, oh boy, in a lot of pain. <laughs> it should have been, oh, oh boy. What about, what about, welcome to New York City? Welcome to Nobody. New York City. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I see that and, sign everywhere where you go on the highway. And know. apparently, and apparently, apparently, the population in New York decreased. People left New York when that record came out. <laughs> they were ashamed of it. <laughs> We're moving on. Wait, 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 wait! No, 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 no! Wait, wait! And you, you just like him? He wants to stay on the whackness. Whackness. <laughs> so wait, and you don't put no respect on ambitions as a killer? No. No. Why? Because <laughs> you know who we sampled that. Exactly. Like, Tupac should have slapped him. That song gets a Rodney Dangerfield every day, all day. Killer, killer. Oh God, he's going. No. He brought Harlem back. Hamilton Heights. <laughs> he brought. Wait. What is, what is that? What are you doing? Are you going? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was napping. What happened? What happened? He what was pulling a stone cold on that one. What you say? All right. The last. Let me ask you the last. The last question. The last question. You didn't like Hey Ma. What was there to like about Hey Ma, Alfred? Jewel spit one of the worst verses in 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 the entire world of hip hop history. That you were baby, right? Baby like baby hey, type. Yeah, hey, you were baby. Wait, 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 Go wait, take wait. a nap. Hey mom, how, how you doing, mom? You, you good, mom? Okay. And we can you get it. You were baby, in. right? Uh-huh. Baby type. Baby like. Baby right. Shut up. <laughs> Garbage, in other words. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know why this man hate on Cameron and Dipset. Because uh, they suck. He, they he, suck. They're well, terrible. he he don't like he don't like post Rockefeller Cam. You can give me confessional exactly. fight Cam. That we be good all day. You can you can you can even give me sports, drugs, and entertainment Cam. I'll take that all day every day. So you didn't like down and out with him and Kanye, Selena Johnson. Kanye saved. Oh him. yeah, oh yeah. He was down and out. All right. <laughs> oh my god. And, Con- and Kanye rescued the song. Thank you very much. And the only thing good about that song is the instrumental. <laughs> 
Wow. All right, moving on before I get upset. Um, you getting upset? You wasted precious time bringing up that garbage. I didn't waste no precious time. Yo, <laughs> Rockefeller era, Dipset era Cameron. There's nothing wrong with that man. Dipset era? You yes. call that an era? <laughs> yes, because they was on top. On oh, top this, of what? This is, this uh, is going to be a long on? episode. Bro, they brought Harlem back. Harlem was dead, n- irrelevant, and on life support at the time. Yeah, and then they pulled the plug when Dipset came out. What? No, they did not. It died actually, again. Actually, state property saved Rockefeller. Camden saved Rockefeller. We're not talking property. about saving Rockefeller. We're talking about saving Harlem. Oh, I thought you said yeah. Rockefeller. You call that saving Harlem? And Jim Jones even had a hit. He's like, oh, we popped champagne. Oh. Garbage. And they should, right. And they should have busted the champagne bottle over his head for coming up with that record. And let's not forget Joel Santana with the uh, Wait Do You See My I Come on, man. Nobody wanted to see him. And uh and 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 and, and the Caribbean crossover shot to shot to shot this. Oh I... come on, man. That just sounds so painful. <laughs> <sighs> Bro, hey, you moving know, on still. You, you know if you go to Harlem oh, and you my. tell them that that dipset is whack, they're gonna come after you. No. Yeah, they they're not gonna come after me at all. They'll give me they'll give me high fives and ask for my autograph. You know, you want to take a trip to Harlem? I used to work in Harlem. I know all about Harlem. I'm talking about Lennox, 125, Malcolm X. I've been all up and down Harlem. I worked out there. Let me tell you the real Harlem, all right? We talking about Big L. We talking about Charlie Clips. We talking about Loaded Lux. We talking about Head Ice. We talking about the essence of Harlem. You understand what I'm saying? Mace did his thing for Harlem. Puffy always put down, always did his thing. You 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 understand what I'm telling you? I don't know why you're bringing up these guys. Now Cam, in the beginning, Cam was great. Hunger, potential, doing his thing, guest verses and features and everything like that. But when the, but when the dips and the chocolate chips came out, that was it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It was Damn. over after that. It was over. Look, Come on, man. This is going to be a long Fridays on Friday. Go to Sundays on Sunday. Ace, boom, coon. Vroom, vroom. Boom, boom. Are you using a vacuum? <laughs> yo, you sound like such a hater, man. Yo, yo. Shout out. Yo. I'm telling you the truth. Shout outs to you, Killer Cam. I hope we can have you on the show one day. And uh... Oh, yeah. No, listen, listen. Have him on the show with an unlimited can of Pepsi. One can of Pepsi that never seems to empty out. <laughs> Get him a pink mink coat and all the rest of that stuff he likes, man. Yo, if we, ever get, if we ever get Cam on the show, I'm going to tell him everything you said about him. And I'll tell Shan, MC Shan everything you said about him. Listen, I sing Shan's praises all the time, all right? Oh, oh he backtracking all of a sudden. You, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You diss that man every day. Bro, go through the archive. How many times have I said, well, you love to hear the story again and again Let's and go how it all got started call, way back you when. You call KRS-1 the MC Sand Killers. Let's not forget the that. MC Shan Killers? What? You said that on one of the episodes. You called him, you called you you called KRS one the MC Shan Killer. 
you dissed him about his line about the planes and boats and the women singing. Oh, yeah. Listen, listen, listen. I didn't diss him. I just said, listen, I didn't diss him. I just, oh, sorry. I I didn't diss him. I just want to know where does he get. He apologized. He apologized. I'm not bumped into my microphone because I'm getting animated. Shout out. Shout out to. Because Shan slapped you behind your head. That's what happened. Stop it. <laughs> shout, shout outs to Hennessy, VSOP, and Cognac. But uh, anyway, um, and Johnny Walker. But I, I never heard of a doorbell so impressive. Like, how does it, like, are the bitches hooked up to the doorbell? When he, because he said, he said he, he, he got planes and boats. He got doorbells with real bitches singing the notes. So I want to know, did he, like, wire the bitches to the doorbell? Every time the doorbell rings, they get, like, a little jolt and they got to sing? Like, I want to know. I want to know how it works. Cause he's sad. He could do that. You want to know? You want to know? Ask Joe. Yeah, and, and you talk about he's shanty. He could do that. Oh, stop it! You funny. Uh, you talk about he could do that, but you know he was he working in the Valencia jeans factory. So I don't know where this whole thing just kind of went left with this whole Harlem. Is this a Harlem episode or is no? It is not a Harlem episode. Right, 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 right. So can we take the A train and get out of here, please? <laughs> well, actually, I was gonna, I was, because you know, uh, To is the king of the subway, so I was gonna tell him to lead the way. But uh, getting back on track. <laughs> well, well I mean, if, listen. Well, no, no, he is king of the subway. So since you're the king of the subway, can I have a BLT? Regret. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Anyway, uh, so, uh, I'm sorry, fans. I just I, it triggers me when I hear that camera on his whack. But uh, because he is, he is not. <laughs> Moving he on. Is. All right, so we uh we're gonna assume or 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 role play that our listeners out there they don't like I said earlier at the top of the show they don't they don't know hip hop never listened to it before. Let's go by region around the room. Uh-huh. If somebody came to you and was like, "Show me a great example of of an album from the East Coast," what you recommending? You first, QG. And please, um, and, and please. I, I, I'm hoping and praying it's Cameron related. Well, you're gonna be on your knees praying for a long time because it ain't no damn Cameron related. <laughs> you might as well stay down there and keep praying. <laughs> now, East Coast related. You already mentioned Illmatic, so I got another one that I could throw out there. Matter of fact, matter of fact, before you even go, let's let's make mm-hmm. it even more specific. New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. New York. No problem. Um, for me, if I'm going to pick a, a, a record that personifies the East Coast other than um, Illmatic, then I got to call a spade a spade and I got to go with my homeboy, Notorious B.I.G., ready to die. I about to say, that's definitely going to be up there. Yeah. And why, I say, why I say that is because here you have somebody representing the underworld of some Somebody who has nothing, he wants it bad. He's hungry. So like Mac mentioned earlier with Give Me the Loop, here you have somebody that will do anything to eat. And he's telling you his story, his struggles of being a drug dealer, the pressures with that, having a baby mother, not having enough money for diapers, trying to get a record deal, moms is stressing you out, and you're a young kid at the time, and you don't have a proper education. You know, you, you, you know, you're you're skipping school. Your father's not in your life. So all of that is going on. And at the same time, not only is he telling the rags to riches story, he's also telling you 
what's going on in the world as far as New York and Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn, where you got people robbing, selling drugs, and there's a lot of killing going on. Like, one line in particular that really got me going on a song um, where it was uh, Things Done Changed, mm. where he was like, People used to fight. They don't fight no more. Now they're grabbing guns. Now they're shooting people. You know what I mean? He was like, kids younger than me, they got the Sky Grand Pagers. And then he's mentioning, my mama got cancer in her breast. Don't ask me why I'm stressed. And when you listen to the album, it goes from his genesis to his birth, to where his father leaves his life, to where he's on the train with his homeboy, robbing people on the train, where he's in jail, coming out of jail, working on getting this record deal. And then you could go down the line with the warning because now he's got the money and come the haters. And not only that, you also got the song Ready to Die. You also got Everyday Struggle where he's telling you about the struggles and what's going on. So if you want something that gives you the commercial appeal, like with Big Papa and all the stuff like that with Juicy, which is the quintessential ghetto fabulous song, ladies and gentlemen, listen mm. to Juicy and learn about the ghetto fabulous life because he went from negative to positive and it's all good. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't mention the what, which is my favorite song off that uh... Well I mean the what the what was a feature, you know, and it shows Biggie's lyrical capabilities. And you know, to have Method Man on there, which shows his respect that he had for Method Man and it was just two great MCs putting in work. Okay. Uh, all right, so we got um, QG's recommendation, uh, and uh, and for those of you who I can't imagine a, uh, anybody who listens to this show hasn't heard "Ready to Die." It's a absolute masterpiece. If you haven't checked it out, I think you are way overdue at checking that out. Um, Tio, what about you? New York rap. Well, what album you picking to introduce well, since, people? Well, to? since QG went to my neighborhood or in my borough. I'm going to re- uh, turn the favor and go to his borough, specifically All Linden, right. and specifically Linden Boulevard, because where I'm going with this is the low end theory. Hey. My man, my man said back in the days on the Boulevard of Linden. Yes, indeed. Right, go. right Here off the go. back. That's the Tribe Called Quest, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you about that album. Number one, that's their second album, their sophomore album. You know, at this time. Or those times of hip-hop, you know, there's always something called sophomore jinx. Because once you come out with a breakthrough rookie album, you got to follow up after that. Certain people succeeded, and then certain people didn't. But when it came to A Tribe Called Quest, you're looking at, at that time, a different level of hip-hop. Lyricism, right on, to- uh, right on track. But then it's the continuing sounds of the constant jazz rap. And if anyone who's a fan of jazz, I like jazz, whether it's regular jazz, old school jazz, or even smooth jazz, this is one of my favorite albums because of Wait, that. wait, 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 bro. You mentioned all that jazz. You forgot the most important one. We got the jazz. We got the jazz. No, no. What are you talking oh, about? No, wait, no. wait, 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 wait. Don't tell jazz. me Fresh Prince. <laughs> you talking yes. about jazz. You mentioned, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. If you're going to mention jazz, you got but he's he's from Philly. That's a different story. But we'll, no, gonna... no, but you said jazz. So you got to mention Jeff. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? Every time somebody mentions the low end theory, you know what the first thing that comes to mind is? What's that? Uh, 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 uh. 
Check the rhyme. Check the rhyme. And that was, yo, check the rhyme is one of the craziest uh songs ever and, and what i also about and, and it was a little bit different back uh back then y'all because that's when you had q-tip and fife you know sparring with each other on certain songs it felt like the chemistry was kicking in i, I felt like it was more of a freestyle the way the chemistry was on that album but you can't forget about the lyrics and of course one of the most besides bugging out everybody talks about that one posse cut with leaders of the new school what oh yeah! Scenario. Here what we go. Rah, 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 like a dungeon what? dragon. Everybody went in, and you could see the fun that that Q-Tip and Buster was having. It was like an introduction. You know what First, I'm saying? Cause, cause, Buster, because Buster, Q-tip, yeah, yeah. Q-tip Buster kept letting Buster in, and then Buster just kept coming in. I heard you busting, rusting. Rust, <laughs> Buster, there's only one problem. What the hell is? Ooh, ooh, ooh. What was all that about? He was feeling it. He was feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he felt the it energy right. was so good. Shout but out it to was, Charlie but Brown. It also, but Dinko it was Jones. also more of like a fresh jazz groove. They had like one of those jazz rap grooves that you could just groove in. This album, if you listen to the whole album, it's like sitting on a porch or stoops. I'm sorry, steps with uh, certain friends and just vibing out. Like you want to jump in certain productions. That's how I always felt about the low end theory to me. It's like listening to that whole album. And it's their best, in my opinion. But when you listen to that album, it's like sitting on those, you know, steps with your friends just chilling. And the way it sounds, it makes you want to jump in like you want to rhyme or freestyle off those beats. No, I'm serious. That's a fact. That's a a pure fact. And And you also had, um, and let's not forget, Brand Nubian on there. Yeah, you had Diamond D with I I, I don't know no Poopa wasn't on there, but you definitely had Jamar and a uh, Sadat yeah. with Diamond D yeah. on show yeah. business. What a what a song! Yeah. But yo, know, if anyone's a fan of like you know jazz and you want to you know convert, just give hip hop a chance. Or as a starter kit, like we're saying it right now, definitely start with the low end theory. Yeah, not going to be disappointed. That's all I got to say. All right. Well, Tribe, Tribe, Tribe never made a, a, a bad album, in my opinion, but all right. So y'all said Brooklyn. Y'all said Queens. But I'm going uptown. I'm going to the boogie down, right? All right. The Bronx. Here we go. And I got if I got to pick one New York album to introduce somebody to rap that's never heard New York rap before, I'm going with Return of the Boom Bap by KRS-One. As you should. As Interesting you should. choice. Why let me you pick that. Let me tell you. First of all, we're not even about to talk about the lyrics and content or whatever. First of all, the production, DJ Premier, up and down. Every last song is a primo beat. And in the in the nine in the early nineties, it didn't get much. Even though he's not from New York, which I find to be very ironic, it doesn't get more New York than than primo. You know what I mean? And then, Absolutely. He and also, New York fully. And then also, like, the songs, like, let me, my, first, I'll start with my favorite song on the album. Like, just the way that KRS-One can play, or, play around with these concepts and stuff. Like, like, I Can't Wake Up is a song about a blunt being passed around between all these rappers in the world's largest site, right? And then Black Cop is on there, of course. Uh, Sound of the Police is on there, of course. Uh, Brown Skin Woman is uh, 
Brown Skin Woman is, 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 is a dope joint. And then, even after all these years in a different decade, he still we still learn that the P is still free. <laughs> That's KRS-One for you. Like, and, and it's interesting, too, because at this time, you know, Boogie Down production is long broken up, and KRS is, is just moving into his solo, and he's, he's always been the front man. We've all known that. But this really here ushered him into another dimension and cemented him as one of the greatest MCs of all time. Just for him to come out there and you mentioned all them songs like when you hear whoop whoop and then you know you hear black cop and then you just the energy from that album. It is so 90s. It is so 90s and just and just his skills and the way that he puts it together. Karis one is one of the most energetic, exciting performers you'll ever see. It's like when you put that album on, you can see him performing the song. That's what makes Return... And, and again, look at the title. Return of the Boom Bat. So it's like it became a lost art all of a sudden, even though it's been around for so long. So let me be the one to bring this back and show y'all how, how this version of rap is done. Because there's so many different versions of rap. Yep. And... um. Yeah, and that album, I don't know, that album just slaps from beginning to end. Um, and and like you said, this was a turning point for KRS-One because obviously Scott LaRock has been long dead at this point. There's no yeah. D-Nice, there's no Miss Melody, there's no like, Kenny Parker. It's like, not getting yeah. much darker. Like, it's just it's just KRS-One and DJ Premier. And it, here's a fun fact. Even the way the album was recorded, do, you, do y'all know how they recorded this album? Tell us. If you look at the album cover, it gives you a real clear indication of how the, uh, the album was recorded. So KRS-One at this point claims he was broke, didn't have no money, couldn't afford studio time. So, like, well, he made like a makeshift studio. Instead of a microphone, he plugged a pair of headphones into the microphone slot. And apparently, you could turn headphones into a microphone. It won't be the greatest quality. Right. But um, yeah, that's yeah. why the album cover is him screaming into a pair of headphones. <laughs> he was recording. He didn't have a microphone. He was, and and for any of y'all out there, y'all amateur rappers or or people who do music professionally, uh, go ahead and plug a pair of headphones. I mean, headphones into the microphone slot and see if you could record from it. it it's it's proven working method. But if I had to pick from New York, I'm I'm going with uh. Going with Return of the Boom Bap. Mm. All right, let's spin this to uh to another region, right? If somebody came up to y'all and said, "Put me on to Atlanta hip hop," what album you picking? You first, QG. It's that Southern playlist, Cadillac. <laughs> I say that one because it captures Outkast at their essence when they're just so young and so raw and so gritty and just their style was different you know what i mean like when you think of atlanta atlanta it's like a black mecca you understand what i'm saying because when you look at atlanta you think of the food you think of the sports teams you think of the buildings you just think of a layout of black people together in a community and yep. this is their sound. This is their thing. So many great things have come from Atlanta. 
So when you listen to what Outkast is doing on Southern Playlistic Cadillac music, they're telling you about the part that they're from that you do not see on the news. The part that is not publicized like how you see nowadays. Now it's all clean up. It's all nice, everything. No, we're going to go back to where you had to eat red clay for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We got to go back to how we had on these throwback jerseys and we carried guns in our pants. We needed a gun to walk down the damn street. And we got... We got we got this soul that's in our bones, and we're gonna bring it to another level. And we're gonna have people that are just as hungry as us on the record. That's where Goody Mob comes in. That's where you had organized noise with the with the with the amazing production behind it. So I like to look at stuff that's gritty, that's grimy, that's real. It's not sugar coated. It's not cleaned up. It's not. It's not taken by these labels and changed around and made something to be pretty. Even though Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music is a beautiful album because you've got Players Ball, which also tells you, look, we have this side, but we also clean up very nice. And when it's time to party, when it's time to ball, we coming out with our best dress clothes, like how we supposed to. So even though we could be in the streets, we could get clean just like everybody else. And we're going to put our town on the map. And like Mac mentioned in previous episodes, when we talked about the 95 social wars in the, in, in the archives, Andre said it himself. we making a statement. And they made a statement with that album. Still can't believe they got booed off the stage, but... Crazy, right? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. And I said this back then on that episode. It's in the archives. Uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from in the archive, go listen to it. Shameless plug. But um Cheap pop. I think that if the audience and the other artists there at the time knew what Outcast was gonna become, they wouldn't have booed them. Yeah. I mean but, uh, it was in New York. It was biased, you know. So anybody coming out from anywhere else other than New York, they were getting hate. Absolutely. T O uh, you 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 fit in with Atlanta because you know you like you like fried chicken and hot sauce. Um, what Atlanta album would you introduce somebody to? Would you put somebody onto that's never heard of Atlanta rap before? I was actually going to go with the same uh artist that QG said, so I'm gonna still keep it. I'm going with AT Aliens in my opinion. Now we look at AT Aliens, and the reason why I say for Atlanta. Even if even though you got Southern playlist of Cadillac music, but even if you don't get a chance to hear about that album first, you can still go with Eight Aliens because this is a time where you're looking at a bit of an evolution from both Big Boy and Andre 3000. The lyrics it was actually a bit better this time. They were lyrical on the first album, but the second album I felt like they got really lyrical. And let's not forget, man, when you look at like how they turn. From just like, you know, the the not the countryside from their first album of the productions, but now you're getting more of this space type, Futurama type hip hop production that we never heard of before. Now, of course, one of the most standout songs on that particular album, Me and You, Yo Mama, Yo Mama and Your Cousin, Right, right, right. So when you and Jazzy Bell, Jazzy Bell is an underrated track from that album. 
And um, well, and and Chris, I know we talked about one of the songs off here. Oh, you mean you mean what? Uh, what you uh, mean throw uh, your uh, hands? Uh, yeah, all oh, that was. Uh, 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 I don't know what Andre was doing. I don't know why they couldn't come up with a hook. But that, was, I guess, that's the hook right there. Uh, 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 uh. But I, but I really love how they said, you know. Throw your hands in the eight or and that's another like thing. That, now you really get into more of the Southern Atlanta slang, and this is right. their way of how they hang out out there. So, yo, I tell you this: Italians is definitely a good starter kit. Nothing wrong I mean, with the first Mac, album. What? I mean, I mean, Mac, you still eat catfish and grits? Uh, never had a chance to do that particular combination. Yeah, yeah that's what Italians is all about: catfish and grits. Hey, and they, hey, you you hear a lot of artists that say that ludicrous, <laughs> outcast, all of them, especially ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, ATL I gotta definitely put that up there. All right, so I guess it's my turn, and um, yep. it's fun. It's 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 crazy. Y'all both picked the same artists, albeit different albums. But yep. I guess okay. I guess I gotta be the uh, I gotta be the oddball. That's fine. That's fine. No, go ahead. Who you got? But um, you want to talk about Atlanta rap? I personally feel that uh, I think I know what he's gonna pick too. Tell no, tell me. I I would love to know. Word of mouth. No, uh-huh. no. I wasn't I even think thinking Luda Chris. That one, yeah. I didn't think he was gonna pick Luda. I'm gonna go with uh, trap music by Ti. Mm. I agree. I agree. That's a good pick. That that album just screams Atlanta to me. Especially especially like 24s is a song that screams Atlanta to me. Like that, that whole yeah, that whole dope boy look you know like get up that that look. You could just look and see what you know what he represents with that album. Like I personally feel like That's how my niggas roll. Like <laughs> I personally feel like when I hear it, when I when you tell me the words Atlanta hip hop, I picture a trap house. I picture the bando. Like I don't know, and I don't get that from. I mean, granted, like Three Stacks is a dope lyricist, and Big Boy is nice, but nah, I think like Ti defines like when he said he was the. I don't think he's the king of the south, but I think he's the king of the A, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And then just the production, like everything about that album just hits and just it just screams Atlanta to me. David Banner. Uncle <laughs> Band Man. I just even, not a bad. even him and Mac Boney on, on trap music, like Oh word? You was on there, sir? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I had no idea. Word, yo, man, you ain't tell us you was on trap music, Mac. Yeah, I was trapping, uh, I guess. And, and, and you know what? And it also ushered in a movement because you even had people in New York having rubber bands on their wrists and not knowing what it was for. Yep. <laughs> That's true. Isn't it, isn't it crazy that New York, who didn't show no love to no other region and was hating on everybody, all of a sudden you see everybody in New York in 2003, 2004, 2005 with 3X white tees and snowman t shirts and rubber bands on their wrists. I, feel hey, like, I just feel like after the East and West Coast died from the, you know, Pac and Big, I think New York and everybody was just like, yo, let's just start showing everybody love, man. And we the music was so hot, they couldn't deny it. The music yeah. was hot. Like, 
I mean, I feel like Atlanta influenced your boy Mims, you know? Who? Mims. <laughs> Who? Mims. Oh, you uh uh is it peanut? Is it caramel? Is it <laughs> chocolate? Or... I said Mims, not M and M's. Right, that's what you said. M and M's, right. And they got a new flavor too. Uh fudge brownie. Y'all check it out. Oh god. Fudge bounty. Music is my savior. Mims. This is why I'm hot. Well, well, apparently, well, apparently, it can't apparently, save him. Can't save him. <laughs> save him. Nothing. He was not hot enough to last in the game. Music he did, he did, is not my not savior. Save nope. It did not save him at all, boy. <sighs> nope. Music is not his savior. All right. We're going to go. We're going to keep moving. So, I'm going to. This might be a little difficult, but. And T.O., because, you know, you, you every time you about to go, QG always took one from you. So we're going to go to you first. Chicago. Mm. Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. You know I'm going to be biased with this. Oh, yeah. We know where you're going. It's, it's common, <laughs> isn't it? I, hey, you know. Come on, man. <laughs> Listen, if T.O. said somebody else, it was somebody not T.O. <laughs> Yeah, I know I'm going to go biased with this. And I, I'm, I'm going to go back how I said it with the low-end theory. I'm going with Resurrection. Oh, you bastard. Uh-oh. Now it's, who took one from somebody? It's okay, though. So so speak <laughs> to us about Resurrection by Common, which dropped in 94. Well, 90, 94, you know, this is he's coming off of a rookie album, Can I Borrow a Dollar? Um, I asked him that one day. I said, can I borrow 40, 20, whatever? I think he ignored and blocked me. No, that's that's a lot, guys. I never did that. But what I'm saying is, he had a first album called Can I Borrow a Dollar? You know, it, this is fun Common thing. Common was wild as hell. Bro, Can you, I Borrow a Dollar Common was kind of like, I'm not, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but like, out of all the Common albums I ever heard, that one is like my least favorite. Oh, it was really? a it, 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 it was a start for him. I think was he was start. still trying to find himself. I think like, he was still I, trying I, to find out who I, he was. I listen to Breaker Breaker 1-9, and I'm just like, <laughs> what, is, what is this? Oh, God. It's the, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ah, catch me, I'm falling. I'm about to speak to him. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? I don't know what the hell he was on. And all the sound effects he did, well, thank God he evolved and surely matured when it came to resurrection. And of course, uh, uh, you can't you can't go wrong with the chemistry between him and the production from No ID. Oh my God, the breakout song everybody knows. I used to love her. You want to talk about lyricism and the message in that song? Oh my. God, I'm not even gonna lie. When I first heard her song, I didn't know what the hell. I thought he was really talking about a specific girl. Right. Now he's talking about hip hop. He was talking about hip hop, and and that's another thing about Common. Then he and other rappers, whether if it's any region, will just say will give you like certain meaningful type messages to a specific record. It will fly over your head. And I'm young. Everybody else is young then too. I'm sure my age people. And I'm like, well, what girl he's talking about? I don't know about this. Until the last, last part when I'm talking about is hip-hop. I was like, oh, this whole time he was just talking about hip-hop. But and He did it in such a creative way, a storytelling way from each region. It was incredible. But he had other records that you can't, um, um, what's that, Communism? That was a hell of a great record. Then, and then he had a <laughs> pineapple orange juice freestyle. I don't know why he called that damn I song. I remember that one. I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
But again, it's and this and you know what the thing is, you can hear that that old mid nineties Chicago style. You could see the Chicago influence of a jazz in those particular records, like Resurrection. I think it was, and that's another thing. A lot of samples. I think Ahmad Jamal was one of them. For anyone who's a fan of him, of his early work. So when you when you listen to Resurrection and the 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 lyricism, this is like a a, a sort of maturing Carmen from his first album, Can I Borrow a Dollar? But this time he's really serious. Now he's showing you like, yo, this is the 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 gritty Chicago area. And you can even see his videos all in Chicago. Don't matter if it's Howard, 63rd, don't matter. All in Chicago. You got to yep. give respect to that specific album. That's a good starting album too to listen to, especially if you're in Chicago. Okay. You know, people debate about Chicago about the pizza. They say which which is better, New York pizza or Chicago pizza. Has, has anyone ever had Chicago pizza? Chicago no. deep dish, bro. You can't go wrong. Has anyone ever had it? Can't go uh, wrong. You've had it before. I've had it. Yeah. I've I've had people who went to Chicago and they would even say Chicago has better pizza than New York. Uh, that sounds like a road trip, fellas. Listen, man. We don't even that. need the road trip, bro. We could go right to Uno's, bro. <laughs> You're cheating. We need to see Chicago, man. Not, not go to no Uno's on Forest Hills. What the hell wrong with you? Right, right, exactly. We need to, we need to really. Go nah, out we always talk about Forest Hills. We go to Uno's in Astoria, right across from the movie nah, theater. No, nah, listen, listen, listen. We need, we need to go to Chicago itself, especially with the verse that Common said on the on the track with Black Star. You know what I mean? We got to make it past downtown. We got to do it for Common. Okay. All right, so, uh, QG, Chicago, Who, what what you introducing the people to? Hold on, let me get my boost and insure at the moment. Oh, boy. He's getting a boost and insure? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm you don't get it? Say, but I'm about to say, son. What you trying to do? I'm going to eat boost for breakfast and insure for dessert. Oh, is that who you thought I was going to pick? I, I, I'm like 0 for 5, guys, so, yeah. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Brilliant. And y'all could go back in the archives and check out when we talked about Kanye West. But I'm going to give somebody their flowers while they're still here. I'm going to go with my dude. And, and let me tell you something. When I first heard him, <laughs> oh, oh, I first I, heard wait, him. Wait, wait. Are you going to speak fast on this one, too? No, I'm not. Nah, okay. See, how many times you gonna strike out, son? <laughs> Man, I'm like, I, I got more than the Golden Barrel right now. Damn. Yeah, I'm saying. I, wait, I, a minute, I wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Twister? Oh, here he go. I'm not talking about Twister. Oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna go and, and shout out to Twister. I could have said Twister, but I'm gonna go with my main man, Lupe Fiasco, Food and Liquor. The first one? The first yep. album. That album is so beautiful, man. And then it gives a younger, updated, fresh, poetic perspective of Chicago. Here you have a kid who never sold drugs, who is so devout into his faith of Islam. Not to say common isn't because he, because he is, but he's an older generation at this time now. Now you have somebody under him who's younger, and he's a skateboarder. He's bringing in 
skateboard culture into the game because he came out with Revenge of the Nerds. Here you have this guy who loves Japanese animation. Oh, my loves God. comics and all this stuff. He incorporates it in his raps. And I'm listening to him. I'm like, this is somebody that I can kick it with. This is somebody I can hang with. This is somebody that I feel can relate to me because he's coming from my age group, my generation, and he's talking about the things I love to talk about. You don't have to be ashamed to be a nerd. And he's proud of it. And not only that, he paints pictures of where he comes from. Chicago, Maine, you know, that's what he talks about. So he's giving you all these different tours of what Chicago looks like now compared to how it was back then. And you have the great Jill Scott on that album, First and 15th, which is the production company. And then you got uh, the song Kick Bush I talked about. You got the song The Cool, produced by Kanye West, which gives you his storytelling capabilities about a character created called Michael Young History, who yep. comes back from the dead. For those that don't know about that, listen to it. Then you got the song Hurt Me Soul. You got... Um, I got you, I you think. Got, oh, yeah, I got you, which is produced by Pharrell. You know, the Neptunes was, was all over that. And then you got um, so many different great, great songs. American Terrorist is my joint. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my Lord. Like, 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 let me tell y'all. This man, he does it all. He could get political. He could tell you a story. He could rap. He could just do it all. So... Lupe was a breath of fresh air when he first came out. So I'm going with Food and Liquor for my pick for Chicago. Okay. You know, my favorite song is uh, on on Food and Liquor is a song nobody talks about. Well, what was that? The Instrumental with Jonah Matranga. That's a great song. That's a great song. Do you know what he was talking about on that song? <laughs> I, I don't. Tell us. Well, th- that's the thing. It's It's debatable. This is what this is what I loved about Lupe. And shout out to my man Ralph, who put me on Lupe in the first place. We would have sessions in YCC, York Corrections, uh, you know. York <laughs> Corrections. Yes, yeah. that's always gonna be there, guys. Yeah, you fuck, know what I'm fuck saying. That place. So, the only good thing right. that came out of that place is that the three of us met each other. But continue. Agreed. We would have conversations about breaking down Lupe's lyrics. What did he mean by that? What is that? What what, what was he talking about? So when you mentioned the instrumental about the box and watching the box and locking the box, I'm thinking he was talking about television and the stuff that he saw on TV and how it influenced him. And I, th- I thought that's what he was talking about. But Lupe is so good at creating metaphors. You could talk about it on and on and on and on and still not figure out what he was talking about. True. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Mm-mm-mm. All right, well, if we're going to go to Chicago, because I guess it's my turn. Now, I'm going to pick Common, but I'm not going with Resurrection because I just had an epiphany while 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 T.O. was going on. But I'm going to pick Like Water for Chocolate. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, which is another good album. So why'd you pick Mm-mm-mm. that one? So this album. Wait, 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 wait. We got Big Daddy Kane on the line? <laughs> Kane, what you doing here? <laughs> What's up, Kane? You gonna warm uh, it up, Kane? Warm it up, Kane. Uh, I'm gonna bring Scooby Scrap with me too, by the way. <laughs> Lean on me. But oh, um, no, oh, Lord, that painful. Nobody singing, asked man. you to sing. That, yeah, that painful singing. <laughs> what do you mean that painful singing? I've been knowing you. Painful. Yo, 
I've been I've been known to harmonize the, the these ladies through the years, man. Oh Lord. Well, do us a favor. Stop. Yeah, stop harmonizing. Somebody. Oh. Somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody. Somebody died. <laughs> Somebody passed out. Oh Lord. But continue about um like water for chocolate. Why'd you pick that one? Mm-hmm. Man, like I feel like, cause you know, outside of rap, Chicago has like a uh, a deep jazz culture. You know what I mean? Like when you think about Chicago and music overall, you 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 think back to like prohibition times and and the clubs and whatnot. And the you know, you go into the club uh, at night and there's a trumpet player, a saxophone player, uh, somebody on the piano, and uh, it just piano. Yeah. Piano. <laughs> What the heck is that? A piano, fool. But uh, what the he- hey, hey, fool, spell it right, fool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like you think back to like the Cotton Clubs and stuff. So I feel like this album, as far as like the instrumentation, is just it all just comes together, and you could just close your eyes and just if you were to listen to the instrumentals by itself, like it'll take you back to that time. You know what I mean? And then like his subject matter is also on point too. And this is the time he's. You got any favorite Afro-centric. songs on there? A song for a, a song for Asada is, is um, powerful record. Powerful, powerful. record. Uh, Na- Nag Champa, another powerful record. Um, Ghetto Heaven Part Two with D'Angelo, I like. Uh, Thelonious with Slum Village is a fucking slept on track. No, no one talks about that record. No, Bro, nobody talks does. about that record. Man, don't sleep on Jay Dilla. Um, I, I can't believe I forgot this name. What was that song that Premier produced? Yo, he fucking destroyed that shit. Mm, what was that? The Sixth Sense? The yep. Sixth Sense. Destroyed oh, he killed it. that song. He killed it. Destroyed that, it. Um, Time Traveling, the intro track, is will you, powerful. When you, you really look at that album, it's it, you can't even skip a damn song. Even the skip now, type song with MC Light, you can't skip that song. A film oh. called Pimp. Yeah, yeah, but why are you guys dancing around the obvious elephant in the room? The light? Which is one of the greatest lines I've ever heard in my life. Oh, God. There he goes again. It is. He still ain't finished the story. He ain't finished the line. No. And well, then, uh, actually, actually, he did finish it. Those, I, not I, on the Erica Badu record, though, he did. No, Mac, Mac, you got a big mouth. Because I was not going to mention it because this fool over here was going to sing the hook. Love of my life, you are oh, Lord. my friend. Oh, my God. That's Erica Badu. That's Erica Badu. I didn't know Family right Guy was on. I, I, I didn't know Family Guy was on the show. Family Guy's not on. Yeah, that old dude from Family Guy. That's who you sound like when you sing it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, nah, but, but like, definitely like yeah, oh, yeah. Great, Gotta great, put that great, up there. great pick, man. Beautiful album. Totally. And then let's not forget, um, let's not forget also the questions with most deaf. Uh, another, another slept on song. Yep. And, oh yeah. And, and and he and who was it? Was it the most deaf who uh, paid homage to Q-Tip? Yep. Be he careful. Sure be, be careful, Mac. Don't break that joystick now. Them shits is expensive. That's not me. Oh, it's me, fool. <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> yo, we, yo, me and Alpha could buy like O for tw- O for ten. I'm like O for nine. And for uh, the record, for for the record, this is Mortal Kombat. Uh, the latest one. Yes, sir. We might have to get online, and and, and I might have to bust you up with Liu Kang. Uh oh. The only thing you're gonna bust up is yourself. 
<laughs> well, uh, moving well, on. Uh, also, by the way, shout-outs to uh, the people of Trinidad out there. It's Trini Independence uh, Day this weekend. So, you know, go get your doubles and bust-up shots and, mm. and roti and all that good stuff from uh, Ali's uh, Roti Chop on uh, Church. Uh, you you just don't learn. Oh, yes, Jesus. You just don't learn. What do you mean I don't learn? I was eating doubles and bust-up shots earlier. You about to get bust-up shots if you talk. <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. Um, all right. So the obvious uh, the obvious city we're going to go to next is uh, Los Angeles. Now, this includes Ooh, this L.A. Be, this is going to be hard as hell. This, this, includes, hard as this includes L.A. It includes Compton. Matter of fact, you know what? Fuck Just that. Just say California. California. Man. So this includes L.A. It includes Compton. It includes the Bay Area. Everywhere. So, I got my uh, pick already. I got my pick. QG, since you're the resident West Coast expert, you <laughs> go first. Well, you know what I'm saying? I could definitely pick so many different areas out the West Coast. You know, I could definitely... Um, Give y'all some locations or what have you, because you know, coming from Compton, it's uh, I gotta go <laughs> with one of my one of my personal favorite groups, one of my personal favorite MCs. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's not gonna be the obvious one. It's not gonna be the obvious one. So I'm gonna go in a different direction because y'all y'all already know one of my favorites is Ice Cube, and I could talk about his catalog all day, but. I gotta give my people some shine, you know what I mean. So I gotta go with, <laughs> I gotta go with music to drive by by Compton's Most Wanted. Really, this is interesting because I don't know. I meant like, people don't really talk about Compton's Most Wanted like that. That's why. That's why I brought it up because when you listen to music to drive by, it captures the the narrative and the norm of what goes on out there. The drive-by shootings are real. The gang culture is real. And the way MC8 puts it together with his unique delivery, there's no rapper out there that raps like MC8. Nobody. And there's just an there's an authenticity with the way MC8 raps. Like, you believe it. You believe, yo. And not only that, you got to add in the Hollywood performance. Yep. He is a wax. That's yep. exactly who he is. You know what I'm saying? That's why hey, I came homie, off you so need some help. Bang, bang, bang. That's, yeah, that's nigga, why I come came on, off so natural. And again, you got so many people you could pick from California, that you could pick from Los Angeles, that, that you could pick from different areas. I chose those guys because they don't get the credit that they deserve. CMW. Storytelling. CMW. And you know what I love what 8 said in the interview? 8 said this in the interview. We all know N.W.A. came out before they did. And we all know Compton's Most Wanted was inspired by N.W.A. Yeah. So Compton's Most Wanted, MC8 was like, we didn't use their style of production. Because if we did, we could have been looked like ripoffs. Like, oh, we're copying N.W.A. So they came with their own sound they and their own that. style. They come with that soul, slow type production. Oh, oh my Music to drive by is exactly what that is. Music to drive by. When you cruising down Crenshaw or you going down all these different areas and you got your top down, you driving around in your Chevys with the rims and the loud bass and all that stuff, this is the music that you listen to while you driving. So that's exactly what that album represented. And they had Scarface on there. They had 
Um, the hood took me under. That's my favorite song. Anthem. That's Yo, my favorite. The way that joint starts off. Yo, it was just I got another story. And that's an Isaac Hayes sample, which that song has been sampled like 50 million times, by the way. Absolutely. And when you and when you touch a record like that, you gotta do something special with it. And MC8, he's a guy that doesn't get the props he deserves. That's why I said, and also shout out to the Chill and all the rest of those guys that was in the group. That was all a part of that. Mike T, who was the DJ and everything like that. So I got to give Compton's most wanted they do. If you want to know anything about California, anything about Compton, put on music music to drive by and you and close your eyes and take this journey with them. And just don't be like Trey and get out the car. You know what track no one talks about? Another victim. Oh, man. And again, it was beef time. This is when the MC8 and DJ Quick Feud was going off and 8 was throwing shots. And let's not forget the song Who's Effing Who going at Tim Dog for the stuff that he said about Compton. <laughs> you oh, know, CMW had to go at him on that one and they let him have it. So it was beef time. It was beef time. So that album was very, very important. It was different than their debut and their sophomore album. This album, it showed that they were a lot more polished, a lot more seasoned, a lot more comfortable with who they were as a group. And this ushered in MC8 as truly one of the one of the best out of the West. Who took me For all you San Andreas fans out there and all you true crime streets of L.A. fans out there, y'all know what I'm talking about. Yep. All right. T.O., you said you had a pick ready. Go ahead. Well, what we got for California. Well, I'm going to go to one of the most notable ones out there later in his years. And where I'm going with this, this is for anyone who, you know, has really had troubles so much in their life or has been dealing with depression. And where I'm about to go with this is Me Against the World by Tupac. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, this is Me Against the World. This is an album that that tackles more for like of what happened in the past. And it's like, when you look at the way Pac was going on that album, it's like a maturity growth of one, of accepting part of the essence of hip hop. And second, he is mixing with a lot of stuff that he's dealt with in life and what you still see, even not through California, but even throughout the world. So he's already having a vision. So of course, like I said, if anyone has went through any depression or any, you know, negative things in their life so much that they feel down or they feel like they need to give up, don't. Listen to me against the world and you will see, you know, certain songs will make you like, oh, some songs will get you hype and then some songs will make you cry. Obviously, dear mama, we all appreciate it. But don't you think this album is a little too strong for somebody who's never listened to rap before? Not really. No? Thematically? I think... I don't think it's that strong. Now, if it was all eyes on me, to me, that would be too strong. Really? I mean, I mean, I mean, okay, like, for this album in particular, why you chose this one to uh, represent California, I think think where you're going, Mac, you want to, like, especially for a fan of Tupac, you yeah, want feel- people. You want people to see like the last remnant of Tupac, the artist. Yeah, is that where you're going? That's that's also where I'm going as well. 
especially he's well seasoned and well polished now because Tupacalypse now rookie season strictly for my, my niggas. sophomore you know what I'm saying and then Thug Live Junior he's he's rolling me against the world he is a well established all out pro it's it's, it's a it's a lot to tackle when it comes to me yeah. against the world yeah. Even though, even though you may, even though I might slightly agree it's a bit too strong, but he's he's still tackling certain stuff that is still going around the world that people miss. You're talking from a social standpoint. Social standpoint, yes. And um, and and this is for anyone who you know that you know is politically involved into like the social justice and all that stuff that's going around, which we are still going through right now. Unfortunately, because we already mentioned it earlier throughout the intro of this particular episode about Breonna Taylor. But when you when you listen to Me Against the World, it's one of the most powerful albums. And to me, the best Pac album I ever heard. Me Against the I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's the next one? Um, All Eyes on Me is obviously the most polished and uh, how I say it, the most selling album. Because, you know, it's a double disc. Why not? And... But me against the world. This is this is a man who was already like feeling a bit down in jail. So coming straight, well, he was actually recorded in jail actually a bit because you like Temptations. You see that's a bit. You know he's not in the video because you know he was still locked up a bit. But I enjoyed me against the world because of the emotions he poured out on that. A lot of people don't really tackle the emotion. He had on that album. That's a fact. It was a very emotional time for him. It was a very emotional time for him. That's why I say being against the world would not be a bad start. And that's it for anyone, you know, who has been a bit of an emotional wreck throughout their times. Not all the time or not little times or sometimes. I'm just saying at a part of a time. I think I think that album deserves a mention to be part of this particular episode. And I understand because you know Pac is still still wild and everything, but you gotta hear the emotion when he speaks on the records. See, yeah. but now Don't here's me. where I'm gonna disagree with you because I feel like All Eyes on Me is the perfect album to represent California. Because All Eyes on Me is just a bundle of fun. It's a celebration of life. Like yeah, it's and, too, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm with you. I'm going along with you, and it shows his allegiance to his, to his region because now it's beef time. And I think, as far as individual songs that like, that that represent California, California love. You can't pick a much better song than that. And the production style changed. Oh yeah, I mean he's 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 getting beats from Dre. He's getting beats from Daz. He's getting beats from Johnny J. We talking about Picture Me Rolling, that which is the perfect song for when you and your in your uh in your in your drop top cruising around down Crenshaw. We talking about Hearts of Men, which is that real hard thug posing song. We talking about All Eyes on Me. Like Was that was that your pick? All Eyes on Me is my pick, yeah, to represent <laughs> California. Of course, but see, hey, but see hey, yeah. what I'm saying, Al, is this, I mean, Me Against the World obviously represents for Cal- California, but I'm going into a deeper meaning of why I'm saying it. But you see, know, all eyes on me, all eyes on me definitely deserves to be up there, but I didn't, I didn't want to pick that first. But I, you I, know what, you know what it is why I can't, I can't pick Me Against the World, because Me Against the World, uh, musically, like, 
not even the not even the lyrics. Let's forget the lyrics for a second. Production wise, instrumentation wise, it sounds like a New York album almost. I told it. I get that, and 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 Al has a, has a point. It's a it's it's with 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 all eyes on me. It's a pure West Coast album. You can appreciate it everywhere you go, but like the sound quality, the production style, the G funk, you didn't get that on Me Against the World. So. Me against the world kind of transcended and, and 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 just touches everywhere. But all eyes on me when it comes to California and how California is looked at. You pop in that joint, man, and you you just got like a pure Cali vibe from that. Other than me against the world, I get where Mac is coming too. He's looking at and like artists. as far as like musically, because remember we we talking about to represent the region. Like right. you have you have G Funk, you have P Funk, you have fucking George Clinton for crying out loud on that album. Well, first of all, who did have George Clinton when it came to the West Coast? Oh no, man, like, you, needed, you needed too, him, but yeah, you needed <laughs> you, mean, you needed that guy. George Clinton. But I don't know, like can't see I, I, me. Now you know what the thing is, Al. Instrumentally wise, I will agree. I was just going above that. I wasn't thinking that way yet. And technically, I mean, he did have Easy Mobi. That's that's not Cali right there. I'm sorry. No, that's that's no. that. Like I look at the production credits for me against the world, and it just screams New York to me. You know what I mean? I mean, he was still I mean, in New York at that time. When he was I mean, I, no, I mean, and he was just giving it up. Like he he took a whole song, old school, to show how much he loved New York. He how he was from New York. So yeah, I it, yeah, because he, he specifically says this Brooklyn in the house. It's it's like it's a mix. It's like a mix from Tronny Vaughn from New York, sort of into California, but not yet until all eyes on me. So now I get, yeah, I get it. All right, let's good, uh, good picks though, good picks. Let, let's shift gears. What about uh huh, Houston? Oh oh, this would be good. Uh, T O, I'm not going first. No. Oh, you're not going first. All right, you want to Out the gate, I gotta go. I gotta go with the Untouchable album by Scarface. Uh, mm, speak on it, sir. Okay. Now, in the beginning, you know, with the ghetto boys and everything that, you know, face always to me stood out as the one. Like Rakim said it about in an interview, he always knew Scarface was dope. But when he went solo, he was like, yo, this is the dude right here. And to me, the untouchable, it shows growth and evolution in Scarface, the person and the rapper because in the beginning it was just raw like he's just going off like when you listen to the diary when you listen to mr scarface's back but this here and this is the mafioso type era now you're seeing scarface with the top hat with suits and good shoes and all this stuff but to me what really represented is the style of texas you know what i mean there's something there's something proud when Scarface raps. He raps with conviction. And to me, that's what Texas represents when you listen to a guy like Scarface. They consider Scarface the king of the South for a reason. Because he's giving it to you authentic. There's nothing fake about what he's saying. Like, look at the name. He got his name from the, from the place you're thinking about. He got his name from the movie, straight up and down. He even borrowed skits and segments from the movie. So... He's talking about the dope dealing. He's talking about the cars on how it's different. The north side of Texas, the south side of Texas. It's not just Texas. Don't just go to Texas and thinking, oh, I'm in Texas. There's different parts of Texas that are that are that are just totally 
something you've never experienced before. It's just like California. All of California is not the same. So he's letting you know all of Texas is not the same. There's a north side. There's a south side. We do this over here. We do that over here. He's giving you the blueprint of what Texas represents. And to me, he is the spokesperson for that. He paved the way for Texas. Okay, fair enough. Uh, T.O., you ready yet? Uh, y'all, may, y'all may look at me weird when I'm about to pick this one. Because QG described Untouchable Great from, like, Scarface. But there's more to Houston when you have to listen to me. In my opinion, this is where you really get to know other parts of Houston. And we're talking about the lavish lifestyle from UGK's Riding Dirty. Why do I feel that was going to be your pick, Al? <laughs> oh, no. Oh. I'm on a roll tonight, people. Oh, damn. We, first, me and Al can't get everything right, but we're taking each other's answers by accident. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. You know what the thing is? When, when you look at Riding Dirty, this is this is different from where you hear from like people like Scarface. Like He's telling you like what happens in the hood, but this is like where... At that time, we're starting to know more of Houston, whether it's like the, you know, the, we get we get to the people like the little Kikis and the, what's homeboy's name, the late DJ Screw and Michael Watts, because you, you don't really hear much about all this, how, uh, uh, help me out, what is it, Candy Apple? How, candy, how do they get candy, candy, uh, candy, paint, candy paint, candy paint, yeah, yeah, sitting, yeah, and, paint and sitting on four foes. Sitting right. on so it's like lean and all that stuff. Yeah. So when you listen to UGK's earlier stuff, it was more like how how it used to be good in the hood. But then they started switching up to give you the more lavish part of Houston. The lyrics was not fine. You know, Pimp C is one of my. Uh, I love Pimp C because I just like. I I grew on him because I just love that smoke some bitch. That was always my favorite line. I ain't gonna lie. You yeah, ain't his vocals. <laughs> Yo, Work. his vocals are just so unique. And you, so you ain't, you ain't even do it right. Smoke some bitch. I can't do the slang right. Okay, smoke some bitch. See, I can't. You, you can do better. Seen... You're from the south, so you should, you should do it better than me anyway. But um, when you, when you look at Riding Dirty, it's, it's one of the most influential hip hop albums as far as the scene of Houston, Texas. Like we already know Scarface is like earlier than them. Actually, no, UGK came around almost the same time. They just weren't really blowing up until like maybe ninety six in my opinion. That's how I take Yeah, it. they were underground. They were the they underground, underground king. Like the and, like, like the and name. And wise yeah. heard them when it came to Big Pippin and sipping on some scissor. But it gave you a bit of a glimpse of the scenes of the the screwed up click. Later on, from the little Kikis, the um, what's homeboy's name, Big Hawk. Uh, of course, later on, Slim Thug to the Mike Jones. I, and, I don't, I don't, I don't think Bun B gets enough credit, man. And, and then that, that, that that hurts me of whether it's Bun B or Pimpsey or even UGK together, because Bun B yeah. could hold out on his own. He can. I think he's so underappreciated. Like people love Pimp. You know what I mean? Pimp is Pimp stands out because his voice, how he carries himself. He's he, he he's out there, you know what I'm saying? I think Bum B is just cool, laid back, you know what I mean? And, and when he raps, he has a powerful thing. voice. You, you could tell he has a powerful voice, and he sounds like a laid back rapper. You can hear it in his voice. By the way, yep. what the hell was that intro he did on Sipping on Some Scissor? 
Oh, y'all fuck nigga, punk nigga. Can you tell me what the hell was his problem on that? I know that. Uh, I know that has nothing. I know that has nothing to do with riding dirty, but still, it's like. Well, I mean, well, you know, he was sipping on the scissor, and he was upset. Nah, so he nah. had to let you know. But uh, when, when you look at Riding Dirty, and of course, one of their main producers besides uh, Pimp C was what? No Joe? And No Joe. And No Joe. That's okay. I always mess that up. But um, one of my favorite songs, for some reason, was Three in the Morning. Nah, Pinky Ring is that shit because, you know, you ain't never seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew he was going to say no. Pinky Ring was funny. Pinky Ring was a funny record. I don't know, but Pimp C killed that fucking verse on Pinky Ring. He did. Pimp C, Pimp C is underrated when he's featured with people. When he's featured with people, he goes in. When he's like by himself or just with Bun B, he's just wild as hell. That's how I take it. Well, you guys already know my favorite Pimp C verse. Well, from Sipping on some Scissor? Uh uh. Smoking, I pour it up. Keep the leader in my cup. All oh, from my Big Pippin? If it hook, we call it bump. Holler at brows at the mouth. I love it. Up, Kanye. Yeah, you did, you did oh, that too perfect. See, I suck at this. Bro, I listened to that joint like a thousand times, man. If but, but, I wait, wasn't it, rapping, it, business, and that's I would and, still be rap Mercedes. And that's another thing. Pimpsy has the strongest slang than Bum B. Pulling with up, keeping lean up in my cup. Like, what is cool? Exactly. The Kangs instead of Kings. Doing it for the Kangs. That's the slang, bro. And that's that Houston. Yes, sir. That's Houston. Yo, shout out to you, JK. Rest in peace, Pimp C, man. Oh, man. Love you, Pimp. Yes, sir. Shout out to Bum B, man. Al, it's on you. What you got? I'm going to go one album before and go to Super Tight. Mm. Underrated, by the way. Underrated album. Very. Because, you know, they got the remix of I Got a Pocket Full of Stones. Hello. And then uh, (laughs) they got uh, a song I don't get enough credit, but uh, T.I. later sampled it and made it a a hot song. The front, back, inside, the side. Yeah, and he put them on it. It's how real niggas ride. And then... Yeah, uh, yeah. And then we got... uh, the feds in town. We got Stone Junkie and the most underrated song on the whole album, Pussy Got Me Dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you say that one more time for the listeners? The pussy Got Me Dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. But uh, you ever want to find a way to get dizzy, you just get in the pussy. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, it all. <laughs> why does that sound like a dead? Why does it sound like a Looney Tune is saying it? That sound like Bugs Bunny and Porky Pig combined together saying that word. Nah, that's a uh, Dick Tracy in the pussy. Dick Tracy? That's Dick Tracy to you? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But uh, good, it all, picks, it, good picks though. In all seriousness though, but like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm as far as like representing a region. I, I always go back to the instrumentals, and I don't know, that whole album just, like, when I think of Houston rap, and I think this is because of DJ Screw, but I just think of, like, a really viscous type of liquid that just pours out really slow and slimy, just going in the cup, and I feel like... so popular at that time. And I, and I feel like hearing those instrumentals, I just think about that, and 
and the candy paint on the cars and talking like this when I'm chopping. Exactly. Exactly. Getting so, grills in your mouth. And yeah. All like, that stuff. I've dreamt up and dripped out. Know what I'm talking about. Three in the morning in the cab. I'll be stashed out. Oh, that was little Kiki, by the way. Yo. Yeah. Y'all all chopped and screwed music. The voices all sound the same after they chop it and screw it. That's what it DJ Screw was doing. That was the idea. That was the idea. And while we on the topic of Houston real quick, um, I've been listening to a lot of George Floyd uh, songs lately. Yeah. The boy, the man had bars. Like, I don't know why he, he gave rapping up, but uh, R.I.P. Big Floyd, a.k.a. George Floyd. Um, yes, convicted. sir. People forget he was part of the rap scene. Uh, please, yeah. please, yeah. Lord Father, make get those cops convicted that killed that man. Yeah. But, uh... But yeah, man, he didn't. He, have you heard any of his stuff, though? I haven't heard anything. I'm gonna I'm send you some stuff, bro. I think you would like. I mean, it's all chopped and screwed, though. But I think you would like. No it. problem. No problem. You know, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that the whole screwed and chopped movement. I didn't know too much about it. And then when, like you you mentioned earlier, Mac, with the Slim Thugs and the Mike Jones and the Chameleonaires and those guys came out. All of a sudden, I started hearing it, and I heard it from Michael Watts. I knew about DJ Screw, but then when Michael yeah, Watts, Watts came to yeah, the Watts, he was doing yeah. right, Swisher House. He was doing right Swisher House. I, that 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 whole camp when they came out, it was like whoa. And then I was listening to them and Paul Wall, and I was listening to Chameleonaires tapes and all the stuff like that. So listening to the whole screwed and chop thing, I I understood what it was for because you could get screwed and chop versions of anything now. You know, yeah. yeah. I, 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 you know, Shout outs to shout outs to the DJ that chopped and screwed gang banging by Smokey Robinson. Uh, oh I see you. Oh, okay. go, go to hell. Um, why yo, are you why are you bringing that up? Someone had, someone had a Oh my god, will you shut up? I remember Not someone was screwing and chopped the what was it, Jay Z's and two shorts. Oh, what was that? Real niggas? I was like, who the hell chopped that up? Yeah. Yeah, somebody chopped that, chopped up that joint. Even though it's not on YouTube anymore, I just noticed. But uh, yep. yeah, man. shout out, shout out to the people of Houston, man. Y'all, uh, y'all music scene definitely, definitely, definitely innovative. Cause chopped and screw, you ain't here nowhere. But uh, Mike Jones. Yo, oh, Mike. Yo, did anybody uh, ever call that phone number? Uh, unfortunately, nope. I heard it was <laughs> he picked up. Uh, that was that was an actual real number. People actually <laughs> called him. He I said his phone bill was like his phone bill was like nine hundred dollars a month. He said, <laughs> "Oh goodness gracious!" Can you imagine yeah. that? <sighs> Only Mike Jones. Back can get then, with they that. didn't want me. Now I'm hot. Oh, they all oh, on me. Oh, Back oh. then, they didn't want me. I'm like, how you screwed and chopped the hook from the song you just made previously? <laughs> I'm like, that's mass smart. This this next one might uh might throw you out for a loop of uh what about Miami? Ooh. Oh, this is a very good one. Very good one for Miami. Um this 305. Is 305. Who, wanna uh, go first? who wants to go? Yeah, I was about to ask who want to go first. <sighs> All right, T.O., since you like to... Uh, no, I don't. Take picks, you can go, go ahead, first. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Mac. Do your thing. Uh, I, I don't, this one is tough for me, man. 
it's it's so much. I guess you know what the thing is when you look at Miami and and this this may go way left field. Some people may not agree what I'm about to pick. I might pick Thugs Are Us by Trick Daddy. Mm. Oh my lord! Oh, hey. you bastard! Explain, oh, I, please. Oh, I stole Chris's pick. <laughs> yes, he stole my pick. Oh man! Let me Just tell you something. I think he wasn't gonna do it. Ah. Oh. Yo, and that's why I said this was hard because this, that's the only album I could think of so far as Miami. Because when you look at Trick Daddy, he is giving you, you know, specific scenes in the hood and the the environment of Miami. But not only that, he is he is taking this whole I'm a thug, you know, for Miami type persona and inserting it in his rap. So when you look at Thugs R Us, especially for like Thug Holiday. A lot of people sleep on that song. I know that might be a thug version. It's a great song. No, it's a great song. You look like, at, I, I even love the video. Like, even oh though yeah. the video made me sad a bit because, you know, that whole war, the war thing was going on in the video. That's my favorite. That's my favorite Trick Daddy album. And and it, he was just telling you from, like, you know, like, you know, baby, because I'm a thug and all that stuff. It was just... <laughs> I love I love the chorus. I don't know what this <laughs> world's going to do. That, that, the whole hook but, and the whole concept But, but it's the way so he talks, he's like, baby, because I'm a thug. I'm a thug. All day, thug. every day. Baby, because I'm a thug. And How everything. you throw a chicken bone in the champagne glass? <laughs> and, and um, you know, and of course, Alfred, one of your favorite songs is on that album. Take it to the house. Get that boom. Take it to the house. Take it to the house. Get down. I don't know that if we ever talk about favorite music videos on this show, that song is definitely getting brought up. But go on. Of course, you know, obviously, and you know what the thing is back then. Remember we used to talk about how people, like how Cash Money and um, what's those guys? No Limit always had people just only based in their region. Look at Thugs R Us. Same thing. All you That's had was mostly Miami. Definitely Trina and Deuce Poppins, like, good couple of times. You know, oh, come on, and- son. Come on, come on, come on, son. You get to come on, son, for that. Uh-oh. You do, you, you do know he's also known as Deuce Poppins, not just Deuce Poppy. All right, I take back the come on, son. I th- I, I only know him as Deuce Poppy, but... Okay, it, it's it's both. But he'd rather be called Deuce Poppy, though. Um, And uh, one of my favorite songs... Like I, I listen to some of them, and 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 the way the 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 titles are just makes me laugh because I'm like, that's so Miami. I think one of them was, what was that? What was that song? I think it was called "Have My Cheese." When I first heard that song, I'm like, "Have yeah, my have cheese." Yeah, have my cheese. Yeah, yeah. It was have my it was have my cheese with JV. And, and, and with him, JV, and, I, and um. I think it was Diggler. What was his name? I know his last name was Diggler, but I never knew his first name. Uh, Money Mark. It was Jay-Z Money, Mark. Money Mark. Yes, Money yeah. Mark. Good. I have my cheese. That song was fire. That song was crazy. But a lot of people listen to the song America. That's another powerful one. Like I said, like, I like Trick, it. it's like Trick Daddy like, was remixing. Yeah, I like that one. It's like he remixed history in the thug way. That's how I was trying to take it, because he was just giving you the whole persona, like, I'm a thug, it's a thug holiday, thug world, yeah. I mean, everything. Even, I like even bricks the, and marijuana, marijuana. I like oh bricks my God. and marijuana. That song was tough, too. Yep. 
I mean, I, I really couldn't put his earlier days to be the starter kid, but Thugs Ours was just the first thing in my mind. Absolutely, because he came out in 97 with what, based on a true story? Yes. That was his debut, right? You ain't no nanny. <laughs> you ain't no nanny. That was the first time I seen when I when I seen that video, I, I, I first seen the video. And I'm like, Me too. what the hell? What the hell is he talking about? What is a nan what? And I was like, that's the Miami. Young thing. girl come out of nowhere, this young girl out of nowhere getting oh in the face God. saying a whole month when she said she gets she gets she gets fucked by five or six best friends. I say, who are you? <laughs> that's cool. I mean, according to Trina, it was. Well, we love Trina, so I mean, that was the first time I heard something like that from anybody. <laughs> I didn't even hear that from Lil Kim or Foxy. Damn, but, you know, Trina, but shout Trina out took to sex appeal to another level. And, and you know what Trick Daddy said? If you're not a Miami Dolphins fan, I can't talk to you. Nope. Damn, I, 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 I pity him because Dolphins ain't winning shit. They haven't won shit for years, and they ain't winning shit for years to come. I agree with you. I mean, he's, he's a devoted fan for the Dolphins. You know, that's his hometown. So, yeah. So, that's, I mean, he's a Heat fan and a Marlins fan or something. Well, uh, QG, Miami, you. I've, I've been waiting to do this one. Uh oh. Now, y'all going to probably be surprised, but. Oh. That guy. Wait, what? Uh-huh. Oh, y'all didn't catch it. Oh. No. Oh, Rick Ross? Uh-oh. Deep, deeper than rap. That's my favorite. You wait, a, wait, guy. wait, wait, wait. But you don't even like Ross. Here's the thing with Ross. I respect what Ross does on the mic and what he does with his albums. He, he is so good at picking beats. He's a master craftsman of picking great production. Oh, well, you got that Justice League, you know, they don't How, Right, exactly. I'm the Magnificent. Exactly, exactly. with Cyborg and Boom. Superman and Batman and Green Lantern and all the rest of them. Oh, stop now. it. <laughs> but while I like Deeper Than Rap, now, I'm not a big Rosé fan by a long shot. But when you listen to Deeper Than Rap and when you listen to the song Magnificent with John Legend, like you guys said. When you listen to Usual Suspects featuring Nas, when you listen to, you know, this is my Maybach music. Exactly. This is right, my Maybach exactly. music. Right. And Cold Blood and Layback, like all the all like Yacht Club, like he has that personification of that life, that lifestyle, that mafia lifestyle, that boss's life, wearing nice suits. Smoking mm. the cigars. I think of Miami when I when I see that. I see. I think of that. You know, you got your all white suit. You going down to Miami. You going. You going down to the beaches. You hanging out by the boats. You chilling late at night. You know what I mean. You at the clubs. You eating good food. You just enjoying your life. That's you know, what it, it, I think Rick Ross puts together. And you know the thing, it's like an influence because how many movies you see when Miami always had those particular scenes of like drug lords and you know the, the suits. Bro, they're always on a boat. Exactly, they're always, always on a boat. Always on a boat in the club, keys and doing all this stuff. Yeah, so I think with the production and Ross's delivery and the way he puts it together on each track, I think deeper, you know, deeper than rap is good. You know, it's the biggest boss, Ricky Ross, Ricky Ross, biggest boss. 
Lemon and pepper. Oh. Always oh. about food and all the other oh. good stuff. But if I got to pick something oh. for, you know, for, for Miami, I got to go with Deep in and Rap. I'm going to stick with Mr. Ross, but I'm going to go one album later. I'm going with Teflon Dawn. Teflon Dawn was cool. I feel like Teflon Dawn is just like, you could be on the driving down the causeway, not freeway, because in Miami, they don't got freeways. They got causeways. (laughs) Driving driving down the causeway with the windows down, the top open, blasting Teflon Dawn, because you know, I think I'm Big Meech. Larry Hoover. I think, he ate Big Meech. Oh, I think he ate Big Meech and Larry, and Larry Hoover. <laughs> and it was that song right there that spawned the dance that you hate so much, QG, the Gorilla oh, Dance. talking about the Gorilla Dance. Yeah, yes. that's stupid. That's stupid crap. <laughs> yeah, we spent many days in your doing the Gorilla Dance. Walking around looking like McGilla. <laughs> yo. Yo, yo, T.O., the next time we see each other, we should just do a gr- one Gorilla Dance for all, all, all old time's sake. I mean, uh, 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 let's not let's not forget about the about the opening song. I'm not a star. I got a I got a chopper in the, in the car. No, no, it's not a whopper in the car. How you just dissing the man and you just picked this album? I got a what chopper in the car. No, I got a star. Got a whopper, if I die whopper, today, whopper. remember me like John Lennon. And, and, and let's not forget BMF. Big Max and Frost. <laughs> stop, yo, stop. How you hating on the man? You just picked his album. I'm not hating at all. I'm not hating. And then, okay. and then the ultimate song for cruising down the freeway. Ugh. Aston Martin music. Oh, that's the song with Drake and Christette Michelle. Yep, where, where Drake is only on the hook. I don't know how he was only on the hook. Yo, I that's did a good thing. Rap. That's a good I thing. Was, no, he I did a re- No, no, that was great. That's a good thing. <laughs> Keep him on the hook. And then uh, Live Fast and Die Young, Die Young with him and Kanye. Right, right, right. That's, oh, I mean, Maybach Music 3, though, with T.I., Erica Badu, and J.D. Kiss. That was crazy, too. Man, get Erica Badu out of here. What's wrong with Erica? Uh, right, what's wrong with Erica? She start, she, she's responsible for that whole I Hate Men era of R&B. Oh, Lord. This is an R&B show now? No, it is not, but but we get her out of here. Why, why was Gucci Mane on the album? Oh, you know, man. that's a uh, that's a that's a good question. And on a song, song called, called MC Hammer. Hammer, he should have had MC Hammer on there. <laughs> super, super high with Neo was cool. Yeah, the song with Neo was tight. Like that's the thing with Ross. Ross knows how to craft a song, and he knows who to put on the song to make it work. Yep, I agree. But why you hate on the man talking about Big Mac and fries? It's called blowing money I, fast. Listen, I don't I don't hate Rick Ross. Bro, you know the conversations the we've had through the years where you, you just, you're not fucking with Ross? Right. I can listen to the album and I can appreciate what he's doing and the character he's portraying and the story he's telling. But at the same time, we do know the history. Should we bring it up? Bring it up. Please not. Do you? Oh, God, too late. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, do you know who he is and what yeah. he's done? Yeah, I know what I know what Officer Ricky has done. Right. So 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 how do you believe all that stuff that he's saying on the record? Big bitch. Larry Hoover. He ate Big Bitch and Larry Hoover. <laughs> stop, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Oh, that's funny. Oh, you're just a hater, fam. I know you keep I'm it QG. I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah, I know, gotta keep it QG. I know you're keeping it QG, but you you is a hater, man. No, ain't no hate here. This is the truth. 
And you didn't even mention the song Freemason with Jay-Z. You don't like that song? I do like that song. I was getting there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was getting there. I was getting there. I was getting there. But um, is there any major rap city we haven't uh, we haven't touched? We, we said Houston, Atlanta, Chicago, New York, Miami. I'm ah, surprised. I'm uh, surprised when it go to the N.O. New Orleans. Let's go to. Let's, let's go I got. To, I got another one that we could do after that, but we could go to New Orleans first. All right. Uh, kick us off with New Orleans, QG. All right. I get to go first. I'm gonna go with 400 degrees. 400 degrees. <laughs> you see me? I eat, sleep, shit, and talk, rap. I gotta go. I gotta go with my man Juvie, man. Use baby Jay You got your black I on gotta fire. Go. Why I pick Juvie? And again, that song in particular, ha, I always tell this story. I'm in school at the time. And that song was so hot. We were in the computer lab and we printed out the lyrics because the the computer instructor wanted to know about the song. Picture this white dude with glasses just reading the lyrics off the paper. <laughs> you got a subpoena for child there. support, huh? How about that nerve, huh? He didn't rap it. He just read it off the paper. It Wait, he read so it? Funny. He read it off the paper. He didn't rap it because he heard the song, but he wanted to understand the lyrics. So, he so was hold like, on. So he said, so you're a paper chaser. You got your exactly. block on fire. Yes. Remain in a G until the, the moment you expire. Who's that you know way? what it is. You know what it is to make nothing, nothing out, of out of something. something. You you handle your biz, so don't be crying and suffering. <laughs> we were like, yeah, we were just dying. But what I love about that album so much is Juvie brought his own style. He was unique, and the production was just solid. Like Manny Fresh, kudos to him, man, putting up, putting that sound together. And Juvie was original. His ability to tell you where he comes from, how hard he worked to get there. They didn't do what No Limit was doing. He wasn't doing what Pete was doing. He was doing just him. And he was trying to establish his crew, his boys, his sound, and Cash Money. I feel Juvie is the is the label establishment of Cash Money. When he came out with 400 Degrees, the song Ghetto Children, which is one of my all-time favorites. Of course, we talked about Ha. And of course, we got the anthem of all the party anthems. Doom, 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 doom. You put that on till this day. You put Robin, that on. Robin, drop, drop it like watch the high. girls, watch the girls go crazy in the clubs anytime that record you, come on. You that's, back it up, then stop. And, and 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 that's the Wayne that I like. That's the Wayne I like. That wabbity 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 wabbity. Not this F for phenomenal and all the other crap that you hey, give know, me the block. This hot Wayne. Oh, right, no. give, give, give me that one. But back to Juvie, this is my favorite joint, and I think it represents very well. And of course, you got the other songs. You got um, Floss and Season, which talks about that lifestyle, you know what I mean, with um, BG, you know, and the big timers. And you know which song on that album doesn't, doesn't, uh, feel, feels odd to me? What's that? Follow Me Now. That, that one feels odd to you? Bro, that's, I, I don't know why, but I just think of like Cuba when I hear that instrumental. <laughs> that dun 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 dun. I know what you're talking. About. Follow me now if you want it, oh. <laughs> I love that song, man. One of my favorite lines that Juvie said, he was like, "Snitches, 
I can't have that. I can't have that. Riches, you can have that. Just give me my cash back. <laughs> Only Juvie. That's that's how you that's how you rebuttal with that. <laughs> but that's my pick. That's my pick for New Orleans. All right, T.O. Oh boy, I got a I got a feeling that what I'm about to pick, I was going to get upset because I I don't know if he got uh, this answer. Oh. Al, do I'm, you want to? I'm waiting. You're going to hate he's me, gonna Al. Say it. Yep, he's going to say it. I knew it. Here it comes. Chopper City by BG. Which one? The first album in '96. <sighs> See, I'm told you. That- I, I, you know what? I'm really surprised that's your pick, Mac. What are you going to pick? Don't take charge no. to the game. <laughs> no, listen. No, of, of course. Oh, I, I know where you're not. going. Well, you think we're going to say if mystical, Al, right? <laughs> no, listen. If Al picked that one, I'd be like, of course. You know what I mean? That or uh, Percy Robert Miller Sr. But that's, that's why it was a bit of a choice. I was like, I have a feeling that Alfred may stick with the Colonel, but I don't know if you're going to pick right. the Colonel. So why did you pick BG's album? You know the thing is, BG. Oh, um, BG was BG. I, I picked that out because it's one of the earliest times that we never got to really see about Cash Money yet. But when you when you hear BG, BG is telling you like the young gangster hood of him. Like he is like he is telling you like certain. Well, of course the slings. When I first heard that album, I said, "Yo, this guy." Is really New Orleans. This man is giving you the runaround of what happens in New Orleans as well. I mean, obviously, Juvenile in them does the same thing, but nothing like Chopper City. So when I, when I and then of I, course the the New Orleans slang and, and I stuff. I mean, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the album, guys, the one with Order Twenty Keys. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. 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 And playing, and, laughing, and all that. Okay. And, and 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 when you hear some of the some of the stuff they say, it's like, damn, I never heard that type of phrase before. I got like, a question. I, I'm glad you brought that up, Alfred. What's a Ziggly Wiggly? That's where I was getting from. <laughs> so, Ziggly Wiggly is the name of the guy in the skit. His name is Ziggy Big Guns the Wiggler. Where if you listen to multiple Cash Money albums through the years, Ziggy is the guy on the skits. He's the uh, equivalent to Bad Boys, the Mad Rapper. Interesting. He appears what? on uh, Chopper City. He appears on Soldier Rags. He appears on the G Code. He appears on uh, I forget the name of Big Timer's album in two thousand. The one with Get Your Roll On on it. But uh, he appears on uh, all of those. I got a question right. out. Um, I think what what was this the 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 first. The first track was sort of like what was a one eight seven point nine? Is that a that a radio show in uh, New Orleans? That's a radio station. Yeah, actually, oh, no, it's I'm not. It's one. They call it one eight seven point nine because you know one eight seven is the code for murder. Cop- oh, right. Because because when I first heard, I was like, is that a radio station in? And then uh, okay, now that I didn't go lie, when I first heard it, it was that that particular first part got me. But that Ziggly Wiggly made me laugh because I'm like Ziggly Wiggly. But my favorite shit, in my opinion, is Retaliation. That's my that's my favorite chat. Yo, yeah, Bun B strong, 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 strong song. Bun B stole the show on that song. That wasn't fair. It's Bun B. (laughs) That's Bun for you, bro. He's the he's the pro, bro. He's the vet. And then and then like like even the even the names that like like bad a bitch. (laughs) If that's not one of the funniest phrases I've ever heard, like Al, you can school me on that because that might be an no thing too. 
No, I never heard that before until I listened to that. that. That's why I like Chopper City, because it's like, what kind of phrases do this guy be coming up with? I said, and I'm it's... coming to get you. You better not motherfucking splend you. You know, playing you and eating? laughing. <laughs> Am I what? What was that? Are you eating? <laughs> I'm sitting in the hook. Because it's a... <laughs> That's all I hear. Yo, anyway, continue, Tio. I Thank mean, God, other, other than that, other than that, exploring, you know, exploring the the slang and and the environment around New Orleans. Then, you know, it's it's different from like Master P's version or the No Limit version. So you're hearing it from the Cash Money version. So I say, what? Hey, why not to start off with Chopper City? Although 400 degrees, like you mentioned, QG is definitely up there too. Love that album, bro. But I, I gotta put Chopper City gotta be up there too. Although I was thinking about 400 degrees at first, but yes, sir. Al, uh, it's on you, and you're from there, so this should be. And good. And, and it's funny because you was like, it's on me, yeah, because it's all on you, Volume Two, baby, with, by BG. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh right. this is gonna be interesting. Okay, I, okay, 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 I got that. Volume one, I didn't like all that much, but Volume Two, because you talk about get your shine on, get your shine on. Hot song. Uh, That's a hot one. My man said, "What? what, what I'm trying to. I don't want to quote the man wrong because he's one of my favorite rappers of all time. But uh, ah, oh, fuck. I forget how he does it, but I'm just a clean up man. Clean up man is my shit. I got the get in my hand. I'm just a clean up man. And then uh, plan went sour. He just went ape shit." Mm. Like I even though I wouldn't have admitted to being a stank pussy abuser because that's the first line he says in the song, but <laughs> um, what was that song? What was a Hot Boys two twenty six or something like that? Hot Boys two two six. It's a Hot, hot Boy. It's the Hot Boys and yeah. UNLV. And yep. this is how you yeah. can tell they was they were stealing lines because uh, well not stealing lines but recycling lines because that was the first time Juvenile ever said, "Baby, give me the keys to the Rover truck." <laughs> Let me get all this beef with over, bro. Which Uh-oh. he later, which he later said in um, why is the name of the song escaping me? It was on, uh, it was on the, uh, the original Kings of Comedy soundtrack, man. Oh yeah, right, 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 oh, right. What? Not the number one. Oh, I yeah, number one stunner. Yeah, was number one stunner. Let me get that. the keys to the Rover truck. But um, now nah, this album and uh, nah, man, and uh. I'm trying is another good song. I'm trying life. to get the monkey off of me, which yeah, obviously yeah, he's, yeah. Trying, he's talking about drugs. So, oh, and uh, and uh, Living Legend, yo, the hook to Living Legend is like the most boastful shit I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm, I'm a living legend. To be in my presence is a blessing. Oh man, yo, shout outs to shout outs to BG and uh. I love the intros to these albums because uh, I don't know. It's just I, I I feel like Manny Fresh and Birdman just sat down and just decided to talk random shit. Oh, is that that don't hate me one? No. <laughs> look, look, don't hate me, baby. <laughs> don't hate me because I'm beautiful. What the That's hell is exactly that? Exactly what they decided I'm tr- to do. Just I'm sit try- and talk. I'm, I'm trying to buy the Saints. Go in the locker room. Get some hold. Suck some dicks. I'm like, yeah, yo, you know what? You know what? Off topic. When you really listen to Birdman back in the day, he doesn't even really rap. He just talks. 
Yeah, he. I mean, he said it himself. I'm not a rapper. I'm a game spirit. Talk a little shit to wake a dead man Yo, up. I'm sorry, but Bling Bling, I know that's later on, but Bling Bling told it all. Bro, nah. what the hell was Birdman doing? What was Juvenile saying? <laughs> what was he saying on that song? I'd like to know. Oh, and A. Always stunting. You should see me up coming. Shut it up. Shut it up. <laughs> like, I'll be damned. <laughs> I'll I don't know what the hell you right. thought about either. That's, that, that's what I said after the verse. I'll be there. <laughs> nah, and, but, and, and but, by the way, I, I'm glad you guys brought up skits. What album was it out where um, Birdman and, and Manny were talking about the girl got diamonds in her toe? <laughs> Hold on. I know exactly what you're talking about. And the, and, the, and, the, and the little they had a little son. The boy name was Arthur Ray. Oh, my no. God. Um, what I that I laughed. I said, what are y'all talking no. about? No. Chopper City in the ghetto, the <laughs> intro. <laughs> I laughed. I said, wait a minute. Where, where'd y'all get that from? Hey, she got diamonds in her toe. I said, what? Bro, every Cash Money, every Cash Money Records album is always Birdman and Manny Fresh just talking some stupid shit that don't and make what? sense. And another thing, it dawned on me. I know, I know why you love all that singing. Why? It's because what Manny Fresh was doing on 400 Degrees on the intro. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Oh. Said, what was that? You think that's bad? You remember Juvenile's album Project English on... um? Yes. Uh, yes. No, not Project English, sorry. Lil Wayne Lights Out on Shine. He was like, this yes. new Manny, Louisiana. He did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to Manny Fresh, who in my eyes is a top three producer of all time. But that's I might be a little biased on that, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh Is that why he lost though? Oh, man, Scott no. Scott Storch cheated, man. I don't want to talk about that. You know how much I mean, mo- you know much you know how much I, money I lost on that bet? That was Ooh. your fault. But listen, I mean Manny Fresh is great, but Scott Scorch beat him. Scott Storch, sir. Scorch. <laughs> I said that Scorch. Yeah, Scorch. Oh. <laughs> We 50 cents. Uh, nah, when I close my eyes. But shout out to Manny, though, man. Brr, drum a chick. <laughs> I used to laugh at that line. His, yo, Manny, Fre- real quick sidebar. His his verse on uh, Juveniles, I Got That Fire. That shit had me. When I was a kid, I used to walk around reciting that out loud. I, yo, my mother whipped my ass so many times. <laughs> yo, how many times your mother whipped your ass? Plenty of times. Because I was, I was watching and listening to things I had no business watching oh, and listening. Man. Like, uh, he was like, you want to go ahead and swing on the whopper ding-a-ling? I was like, oh. But, uh, and Birdman, yo, there was some nasty motherfuckers. Birdman on number one stunner. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, he's like, fresh, fresh fuck him in the ass while I beat up the pussy. And I'm just like, okay. But to each their own. At least, at least we, at least, at least we knew what they was up to when they was on tour. But, uh. Right, right. But getting back to the original topic, though, it's all on you, Volume 2. I close my eyes. I, I, I see New Orleans, man. Murder Capital Wonderful. of the World in the 90s. I hear it in that album. All right. You said you had a city for us, QG. Detroit. Detroit. Oh, fuck me. Uh, I think everybody's going to agree with one album they're all going to pick. <laughs> no, well, well, not necessarily, because you have a range of artists that come from there. And, 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 if, you, and if you guys need help, I'm here to help you. And Al, I can give you direction if you if you need, but why don't you go first? Detroit, huh? Yeah. Uh, 
Marshall Mathers LP, man. The first one. See? Well, you well, see, I should have went first because you stole my pick. But go ahead. Uh, I, he stole everybody's pick. Everybody was picking that. Finally, I'm stealing somebody's pick. Right, you, you st- stole my damn pick. That's my favorite Eminem album. What? What's up, Detroit? Dun, 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 so why do dun. you pick Marshall Mathers LP? It's just, I feel like it just personifies Detroit, man. How? The music, uh, "Bitch Please" too with the Detroit shout out on there. It was a personal. I, you know what it is with him. Every album is personal. Even though he 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 reps he he, he shouts out Eight Mile and and everything and, and 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 he he lets you know where he comes from and how he grew up. Out but, my window, know, my casino. You about to get thrown out the window if you can. <laughs> Continue. No, yeah, but I mean, it's your pick, and. I love the song Stan. I love uh, Remember Me, which 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 has RBX and Sticky Fingers. The way and I am, course, scope. Yo, oh man, this, the, way, one, the way this, the way I am made me take M serious. Go ahead, Mac. Yeah, this one song that kills me. What the hell was this problem on Kill You? Just exactly what the title says. Kill you, <laughs> son. You ain't for no more. Slot you. Oh my God! My man was just going off. He was like, "Oh, by the way, why did he do that?" What he said, same thing twice. Me twice. I'm like, "What?" Because M is a funny guy. He brings the he brings comedic. Like the real Slim Shady, he destroys everybody on that song. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, he introduced the word. He introduced the world to Bizarre from D12. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. It was just an incredible album, and M just captured everything. Like, also the song Kim. I've never heard a song like that in my life. Yo, he was just rude as hell. Kim, Kim is the scariest song I've ever heard. Denying, denying. Oh, no. Nobody's talking about that. What are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean nobody's talking about that? Denying. No, no, no. Why do you keep bringing up the Beef 2 DVD? That DVD is a classic. Stop bringing up these DVDs. They're bad for your health. Denied. You about, you about to get denied in a minute. <laughs> Bro, you got to admit. I'm surprised nobody said Royce the 5-9, though. I was actually picking that, which I was a little bit concerned about. Talk to us. Why? Death for certain. I was, I was going to go with Rock City, but I felt like... I don't know. I feel like Rock City or Death is Certain could be neck and neck to try to try pick first. Out of all the Royce the Five Nine albums, Death is Certain. Death is Certain was a bad. Rock City was definitely the best, but Death is Certain was not bad. No, it ain't bad. But why would you think that represents Detroit? Uh, I, I I I don't know. It's like certain songs, like hip hop, to me is not really Detroit, but other songs. It felt like Detroit. Uh, maybe like everybody goes. It felt a little bit of Detroit. Al, uh, uh, Al, Mac is not fooling anybody. You know why you picked hip hop? Who produced it? Didn't I just say hip hop is not a Detroit record? No, 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 no. But you picked hip hop first for a reason. Why'd you pick it? Oh wait, hold, stop that. First of all, premiere. Oh, here we go. That. Right, but, right, but, exactly. but, but, That's but, why but, you picked it. But, 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 boom was premiere, and I was on Rock City. Yeah, but you picked Death is Certain because of Primo. Come on, next. 
Oh, so I'm gonna pick Rock City because Primo was on there too for Boom. You already picked that for certain, and you said hip hop first. You could have said other records. You could have said know. Throwback. You could have said Call Me Never. Well, no, I said with, I said hip hop. Hip hop is not sort of a Detroit sound because Premier tackled that. What I'm saying is like I promise felt like a Detroit type of sound. Um, what was that song with uh? Oh my God, it slipped out of my head. Um, I and me. It was it was actually a good song. I and me, I enjoyed. And um, gangsters, gangster, I like gangster. With uh, I never heard of this Cuddy Mac before, but I've yeah, heard about the person. Good song. Uh, that's just that's just about it. I mean, there's more songs, but some songs didn't have a Detroit sound, but the rest did. That's why I, that's why I picked hip hop first to not be included as part of a Detroit sound because Premier produced it, and you know Premier is more of an East Coast. He'll try to help you to try to sound and flow, but you know it, it's different as far as sounding goes. But the rest of the albums was more Detroit, and of course the lyricism. He still had the lyrics continuing from the Rock City album. The lyrics still didn't go away and stuff. I got a question. Who was 6th July? Because I kept hearing, I kept reading the credits about this 6th July guy. When you I, ever I heard of 6th July? No, I haven't. Oh, because I, I, when I had the CD at one point, and I remember seeing something about a 6th July, 6th July, I'm like, today's not July 6th, or whatever this guy's trying to be. Oh, I was being an asshole on that, but what I'm saying is, like, I never heard of this producer <laughs> 6 July. But if anyone Detroit out there knows, school me on that. I just want to know. I never got a chance to uh, research this guy. But I know I've seen his name in the credits when I when I brought the CD. Well, I didn't buy the CD. I used the CD. Right. But, right. It, it, but, 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 but to me, it could be a... It could be a um, an option between Rock City and Death for certain. Almost tip for, uh, neck and neck. That's why Detroit for me is hard to pick besides the Marshall Mathis LP. Me personally, that's the only one I actually will pick. I got one for you guys from Detroit. I'm going to stay with Royce, and I think this is Royce. This is one of his best works ever. I love this album. I got to go with the Book of Ryan. Ooh, when, okay. I heard the book, when I heard the Book of Ryan, we all know how good Royce is lyrically. Matter of fact, he's great. It layers. I felt like, oh man, he finally, 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 he's got something here. You know what I'm saying? That 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 came together well. And it was him peeling away what he was, his demons and the stuff he was dealing with. That's layers. Book that's the album. Ryan, that's the that's the album with Bob Lowe Boat with uh, J Cole. Is that the album with J. Cole? I think it was called uh, Bob Lobo, something like that. Bob, Bob Lobo? No, it's uh, Bob Lobo or something like that. It's like you hear like a little radio. It's like a radio you hear in the beginning or something like that. It's a song, I but I, I don't know if it's on the album. Right, 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 right. I don't know. I don't know if it was on that album. No, no. That's actually on Book of Ryan. Oh, Bob, okay. Bob Boat is on Book of Ryan. That's where it is. Yes. So to me, that album, he put everything together. So yo, good. Yo, you Summer got, on Lock? Like, forget it. Oh, man. With Pusha T? With Pusha T and Jada um, Kiss. Jada and Kiss. Oh, and man. It was a, and it was another person, too. Assassin. Yeah, Assassin. Assassin was on there. What a collaboration, man. 
Godspeed. That song is crazy. Caterpillar is crazy. Woke, dumb, cocaine, life is fair. Like, he was just rapping, rapping on this album. It all came together so good. Like, like Royce, Royce he, was so comfortable. He was like the MLK on that album. For real. Like, everything, he's like, I know who I am, and I know what I want to talk about, and I'm putting it together well. That's what I loved about that joint. It was just so damn good. Royce, Book of Ryan, classic album. Okay. Oh, so I think all three of us have gone. Any city we left uncovered that's major in rap? Or, or I think we covered them all. Actually, actually, yeah, we Saint, have missed somebody. St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis. How are we going to... Uh, what do you mean, how? There's multiple albums in St. Louis. But how many artists can you pick from? I mean... Everybody going to go to... I mean, everybody going to go to... I ain't picking Chicky. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chingy, Jaquan, Nelly, St. Lunatic. Who? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Tech Nine. Oh. <sighs> I mean, I mean, off the back. Shout out to Tech Nine. Wait, wait, wait. You said Tech Nine from St. Louis? Yeah. Now who gets to come on, son? Oh, shit. Tech Nine is Kansas City, no? Exactly. Well, I I got it. That's close. This is the same state. (laughs) Well, I mean, okay. Well, is he your pick? No, he is not. Who's your pick? Well, my personal pick. Well, actually, Mac, you go first. No, no, because I have a feeling someone's going to pick this. Because, Mac, I already know what you're going to say. You're going to go, hot shit, hot shit. I mean, uh, you have which to. Is not, which is not where I was going. <laughs> oh, thank God. I, just, I finally didn't steal anyone. That's not so where co- I was going. So, so country grammar is your pick, Mac? You know, the thing is, the reason why I say that, because I just like... I felt like when St. Louis came on the scene, like, even though we heard, I mean, we did hear Chingy, but that's a little later on. But I felt like mainstream-wise, the reason why I put Country Grammar, because we never really heard of a mainstream environment as far as St. Louis go. So when you come with this guy, uh, um, like Al already mentioned, boom, 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 oh, oh, shit, and everything, I'm like, what the hell is this? And then Country Grammar comes on, this guy, you see him rocking a whole St. Louis jersey. He is all in front of the St. Louis art. So right. it's like you're 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 getting the you're getting the glimpse of how St. Louis rolls. He's giving you the St. Louis language. He's giving you the you know how it goes out in St. Louis. Like this is now St. Louis is on the map because we already have started with West Coast. You know, we have parts of Midwest besides Chicago and, you know, well, Cleveland don't count because it's only like one specific artist we only like from there. And the only artists out there. But when St. Louis came, it's like, OK, I'm not even going to lie. I was a I was a fan of the song Country Grammar. I liked it. It's a hot record. It's a hot record. E.I. E.I. made me laugh. And it was different. Underlay, underlay. E.I. Uh oh. What's popping tonight? And he showed you. The countryside for St. Louis. You can hear the country slang. Oh my God. I, I, he, was I was, different. he was different from everybody else because 
when you when you look, this is why I like rap because everybody from different regions. You got Jay, you know, big from Brooklyn, West Coast. You got Ice Cube, NWA, such and such, and oh, Master P, BG, and all of them will tell you their versions of how they grew up. Miami, Trick Daddy. Now we got St. Louis on the map. The food, the grammar, the language, the slang, the the lavish lifestyle. Forget it. Because when I first heard country grammar, I don't know what the hell he was talking about. I'm like, can someone translate this shit for me? Once again, the slang. But other than that, the album was like, obviously, you know, ride with me. Now I like that shit. Ride with me. Um, what was that? Hey, must be the money. If you wanna go and take a ride with me, batter up, batter up, made me laugh. <laughs> Especially the video. Over L in the back of the Benzie. Do, oh, do, I do, must do, I feel it. Hey, must be the money. Must be the money. Hell no. Nah. Um, but yeah, nah, and, and you, 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 man, said, you know, Cedric the Entertainer, he's from St. Louis, in case for guys who likes entertainment and, you know, stand up comedy. So, you know, he's showing love for Cedric the Entertainer because he's from St. Louis. So, That's right. So I mean, when you when you look at Nelly's first album, it was just a different style. This was a St. Louis style, and he let y'all know this is St. Louis in the area, Missouri in the house. Okay. I gotta put that up there. I wanted to say Nelly, nobody, but I, but I wanted to. I, but nobody, I said nobody has my pick. I can guarantee well, you that. I, nobody has my pick either. Good. All right. Finally, we didn't steal each other. <laughs> Because I didn't... You want me to go or you want to go? Go ahead, I'll go. Because, you know, I want you to tell me what the hook going to be. Uh-oh. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Why? Uh, so, why? why him? Again, when you when you think of... When you go back to St. Louis's history of music outside of rap, and you go back to the Prohibition era, and you go back to the, uh, the speakeasies, uh, you know, you got the man playing the saxophone, the man playing the trumpet, the man on the keys, the man on, the, you know, all these different instruments. Whoever produced Murphy Lee's album really took all of that into account. Especially with uh, my personal favorite, um, my my personal favorite track on the album. I'm cool with it. So you cool with it? Like that beat just says jazz all up in it. Whatever happened to Murphy Lee? That's a very good question, man. Like, dude had so much potential when he came out. He had so much buzz, and people were checking for him. Like, he appeared on all these records and everything like that. It's like, dude just disappeared. Shake Your Tail Feather was his song. Yes. Like, like, like doing my homework, Murphy's Law only went gold. Yeah. And then You See Me came out in 2009. It did not sell. Nope. Nobody was checking for Murphy Lee. Matter of fact, uh, Murphy's Law is the only Murphy Lee uh, stuff I mess with. Crazy. But, uh, yeah, so I just think, like, I don't know, like, this whole conversation, no matter where, what region we've gone to, everything for me goes back to the, to the, to the instrumentals. I like the track he had with, um... What was that? Disco's out. Mm-hmm. Was it? Wait, him, was it? What's? Was him, it? What's his name? Nelly, that? Roscoe, and Cardan. Cardan. World. Word. Cardan was on there oh, too. And Lil John. No. And Lil Wayne. 
That's Wait. why you liked it. No, well, I like. Well, it was a boxy cut. It wasn't bad. Ah, but Cardan, Cardan was on it. Cardan of all people. And, but but that's the funny thing. Where the hell did he get Cardan from? I don't know. He probably picked him up from the remnants of Harlem World because you know Blinky Blink and oh and god, Loon was on Bad Boy and Blinky Blink was, was wasn't doing nothing and yeah, Baby sure. Stace wasn't not. doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. And they're still doing nothing. We forgot, you know, we mentioned that episode. I forgot all about Mino. Yo, shout out, shout out to Loon who just got out. You know, yeah, yep. shout out to Loon. Welcome home, welcome home, baby. We got to we, we got to we got to go get a bean pie from Atlantic Avenue to celebrate. This guy, this guy still don't learn. You can what? go get a bean pie. You can go get a bean pie and get hit by a shovel. The same thing <laughs> yo, what's wrong with a bean pie? Bean pie is one of the most delicious desserts. Yo, I, I used to go to the. I, even though I'm not a Muslim, I used to swing by the mosque and buy a bean pie from the brothers. Why? Two dollars. Why? Why? Because I enjoy Why? bean pie. Get out of here, you Alfred, liar! You you just mock the religion. I'm not mocking the religion. I yes, you bro, are mocking the religion. If you if you could see my kitchen table right now, there is a bean pie sitting on that table. You're an you know what asshole. You need to do with that bean pie. <laughs> Eat it. No, throw it out. <laughs> I, but I like bean pie. Get out of here with that bean pie. Yo, get out of here. One what's fish, wrong, what's wrong fish, with a bean pie? Red fish, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. I don't even know what that means. You haven't seen Don't Be a Menace in South Central while Oop. drinking your juice in the hood, have you? I have. Bacon, I just don't remember my, certain things. My bacon smelling fine. <laughs> That's right. But uh, what's your pick for the St. Louis? Uh, I think you're going to go Nellyville, right, if I'm guessing? Nope. Really? This is my opportunity to give one of my personal favorites some shine. I love this guy. He's one of my favorites. You all know him from the battle rap community, but he also makes great music, too, and I think he captures the real St. Louis. No disrespect to everybody out there that has come before him, but I got to give my props to my main man, A-Verb. I dad yes. forgot he had an album. Which album? My boy. He has albums, people. But one album in particular, it's an album called Bliss. Okay, oh, now, how do I forget about Bliss? Yes. Now, let me tell you guys something. Averb, this guy is a legend. When I say that, he gives you something that you've never heard before from St. Louis. When you think of St. Louis, you think of Nelly and the commercial singles. And you think of the type of music that Nelly does. Averb does not do that. Averb is giving you the underbelly. He's giving you what he's been through. Like, St. Louis has a high murder rate. There's drugs out there. There's gangs out there. There's stuff out there that you didn't hear on the Nelly records. You yeah. didn't hear on the Murphy Lee records. You heard it on the Averb records because he actually lived that life and he was a part of that. Now he's reached some great success now in his life, and I'm proud of him for making a way out using battle rap I got a I got a question is that the album I heard that album was like leaked or like unreleased records for that album well well what happened with that album it's on Apple Music he has a song called Beautiful Creatures he shot a video for it I know there was the song called Letter to the Hood that was powerful Letter to the Hood is a very powerful song there there is some songs that leaked but you know, Verb put a project together very well. It's uh-huh. called Bliss. And uh, again, he's got a song called um, Don't Believe in You, where there's, uh. people, where there's people that 
supposed to support you, but they don't. Your close and you, homies don't and you believe know, in you. He's speaking. He's speaking the truth. And you know what's rare that you mention him because it's 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 really rare when you got battle rappers making albums, and you know it's a little bit different when you make actual an actual album from the oh, battle for sure. world scene. Oh, so, it's, sure. so, it, so it's interesting that you picked him. Not interesting, but you know, it's rare that people make albums and they're like, yo, for a battle rapper, this is this is a great, great album. Oh yeah. He it's, has he has a body of work. World. He 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 has a body of work on here that you could just enjoy and just dive into. And it's his it's his life. He's not giving you what Nelly talks about or what Chingy talks about. This is the real St. Louis, and I appreciate that. Ain't, I got well. Hitman Holler, did you make an album? If so, make one. Hitman Holler, Hitman Holler has songs out there. He's got, he's got. I think he has an album out there. I believe he does. Like Hitman is doing his thing. Shout out to Hitman. You know, what I mean, he's a, he's a star himself, and just the whole, just the whole movement. Be Magic too. He's from St. Louis. Ill Will mm-hmm. from St. I know Louis. Magic. Ill Will, some, I know Ill. There's some guys out there. There's some underground cats out there who are fantastic, fantastic MCs that are just so super talented and yeah a verb is my guy gotta go guy hey well, shout out to verb i was not expecting you to pick that i didn't think we'd hear we we we'd hear a verb on this show ever but uh, uh yeah. I stand correct that's my dude yes sir that's my dude there's but, another region we forgot y'all what is it another one jersey mm. uh, this will be a good one mm. Mm. This will be a good one. I'm from NEW Jersey with plenty murders. Of, nah, anyway, um, who want to go first for New, for New Jersey? Oh, this will be very. Oh, now we've been stealing each other's stuff all night, so I'm very interested to find out what we're doing here. I know exactly what Mac is gonna pick. What? Who exactly I'm gonna pick? He, I know exactly. I know who you're gonna pick and what you're gonna pick. You think I'm gonna pick Queen Latifah? No. Who you think I was gonna pick? Reggie. Who? You're going to pick Redman, ain't you? Shit. <laughs> ah, what I tell you, what I tell you, what I tell you. Oh, damn it. What I tell who you, who, what who I is it, Mac? It was Redman. Red Man. No, but what Red album? Man. There's a Dark Side. Okay, yep. you, see, you, you see why I want to choke this guy? Because he stole my pick. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Come on, man. Yo, There's a Dark Side. It's my favorite Redman album, but I know exactly where to go after that. But, okay, tell him why. Now, now it's interesting you picked that because <sighs> Eric quit. Sermon was hardly on that album, right? Yeah, yep. but but Redman helped produce most of the albums, and he had he had a little help besides Eric Sermon, uh, a little bit of the Rock Wilder, but Redman took it all upon himself. They say a lot of people don't like that album because he 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 drifted away from Eric and he tried to do his own production. Do you agree with that? T.O. Uh, sort of, but I think the album lived up. Hey, man, the album still did well. It did. I, st- I still think Eric is his best bet, but I think Redman did the best he can. I love that album. And you know, I love that. Um, I mean, a million and one Buddha spots, cosmic slop. Oh my Bobby god, head to this. And the character, Dr. Travis, Dr. Travis is a funny guy. <laughs> I mean, of course, you had the song Rockefeller, what right. it looked look like, 
Um, like, man, love a part two. He, he even had a song called Refund New York. <laughs> I'm like, man, are you from Jersey? We can be Refund New York. He, he, he shows a lot of love to New York. I mean, and of course, you know, Cosmic Shop. That was like... Cosmic was, Slop, you mean. I mean, what I said Shop for? I'm sorry. I, I was... I was just like brain damaged right now, but you know that was like the what the early days of Death Squad because you know that's yes. like the pairing of Death Squad right there, Keith and Eric. Yeah, Keith but and Eric were together. Yeah, I I just think that's like one of the best Redman albums, like you said, as well. I mean, I always fuck with what the album too, but There Is a Dark Side was more gritty. All right, well, Alfred, what do you got for Jersey? Well. I'm very happy that uh, T.O. did not pick his auntie because that's where I'm going. All right. You're going to go with the queen. I'm going with Black Rain. You and I, T.Y. That's one of, yeah, one of the best notable hip-hop songs ever. That's my favorite Queen Latifah album, Black Rain. It's, that's her best, in my opinion. Yep. So why would you pick Black Rain? The music, is the music on there is timeless. Indeed. I mean, look at the singles. You got Just Another Day. You got Unity. Just Another Day uh, was my point. And then one of my oh, favorite, and one of my favorite posse cuts at all time. Oh, rough. <laughs> rough. <laughs> rough. Word. Rough that was that was a crazy. That was a crazy. Damn. I'm mad we said it at the same time. And we said, and right. <laughs> Basically, we had a Jay Z moment. And you know mercy. And you know what I liked about that record? KRS One. KRS One. Tretch. Heavy D and that she is going That's against powerful. dudes. That's a powerful. And she, she's she's going toe against to toe powerful with dudes. And they heavy D. Her. And they no, I said her. heavy D. Oh, That's why I love that record because she was like, "All right, I'm about to hang with these dudes right here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna show them the ladies can hang." And That's they respected her. Yep. They respected Queen Latifah for that. Yo, how did this jersey? Well, my pick. And you Which know we is. can't talk and you know we can't talk about Jersey without this group. Y'all know where I'm going. Naughty by nature. The, yes. The Naughty by Nature album, the self-titled album. Let me tell you all something. When I first heard this and I heard Tretch, like everybody heard OPP. Everybody heard Uptown Anthem. Tretch lyrically is a machine. He is yeah. a monster. Yo, people sleep on that dude. I don't know how they sleep on that man. He has wordplay. He has aggression. The way he puts word syllables together is impressive. Listen to a song called Ram Al Shine Off. Oh, my God. Listen to Yoke the Joker. Eminem has gone on record saying that Tretch is one of his favorite rappers ever. Like, this is a man that he studied. Wickedest man alive. Everything's going to be all right. They had the harmony samples. They had those samples, those R&B riffs behind their production. Strike they were a able to rap over it. Exactly. Strike a nerve gets, uh, gets, is really underrated. Thank, thank for sleepwalking. A record like that. They were able, and they talked about being stick-up kids. Tretch said it in an interview. If I wasn't rapping, I'd probably be breaking in your house. Is that the way? What's up? That's the, wait, did we have the song uh, "Pin the Tail on the Donkey" on that album? Yes, "Pin the Tail on the Donkey" is on that album. Absolutely. They talk about the carjackings. They talk about when you think of New Jersey. Obviously, I think of New Jersey Drive. Mm-hmm. 
that carjacking thing is real. That's what that's what goes on out there. It's not pretty. This this area here is just as grimy as anywhere else. Yep. So they tell you about what this is Jersey. This is what Jersey represents. Jersey's tough. You know what I mean? It's this is not New York. Don't confuse it for New York. It's the East Coast, but this is New Jersey. It's like a badge of honor when you say you from Jersey. And that's what Tretch and all them guys. Shout out to Tretch. Shout out to um the and Queen Latifah. You guys talked about it. Queen Latifah put them on. And it's you know and it's I mean? not and it's not the entire state. It's just certain areas like Newark or Orange or East Orange and them. Trenton. Exactly. Trenton. Trenton. Right. So shout out to Tretch, Vin Rock, DJ KG. You guys are legends, bro. Mm-hmm. Gotta get naughty by nature. And uh, and with that said, I think it's safe to assume we could wrap this one up. Uh, yeah. Of course, if we missed it, uh, our dedicated fans or, or our loyal listeners will uh, will will tell us. Uh, shout outs to uh, the following. Shout outs to our boy uh, Johnny who made the artwork. Yes, shout outs to our boy Jay Smith who made the instrument uh, the theme song. Yes, shout outs to our hey. boy Eric. Who uh, was seen on a Wu Tang episode? Shout outs to our homegirl Melina, who mm-hmm. last week blessed us with her knowledge of women in hip hop. Shout outs to our homie Nivlak, yes, um, who was with us on the Kanye episode. Uh, we fucks with all of y'all, and uh, yeah, we fucks with all of you who uh, listen to us. Shout outs to the nation of Rwanda, which is uh, right next door to To's home country of Zimbabwe. <sighs> this guy just want to get his ass whooped. Bro, when I first met you, you told me you was from Zimbabwe. You stopped it. I said I have someone from a long time ago who was from Zimbabwe, but I never got a chance to know deeper into that. Oh, I could have swore you said you was from Zimbabwe. I Maybe joked. I no, I said I was joking. Oh, okay. Because I was because I know how you was getting. Well, I, I mean, I wish I was from a, another continent. I ain't gonna lie. Well, nice. Rwanda. We got ratings in Rwanda, but with that said, it's been another episode of Rap Lab Podcast. We appreciate y'all, and we out. Yes, indeed, y'all. Yeah, keep it safe.